What's up, viewers and listeners? My name is Jay. I'm a registered nutritionist based here in Bristol, working with BJJ enthusiasts across the globe, helping jiu-jitsu practitioners perform to their best ability on the mat, whilst making sure they are not doing anything stupid with their weight cuts. On today's episode, we had Gavin Thomas. Gavin is a black belt in jiu-jitsu and runs the G7 Academy based in Wales. He has competed on multiple platforms, the majority coming from IBJJF events. Gavin has traveled the world doing jiu-jitsu and has pretty much loved and breathed the sport, starting it just to simply get a free lift home, but we'll get more into that later. In this podcast, we talked about setting up his own club, wanting to quit the sport, fighting in absolutes, doing jiu-jitsu full-time, and much, much more. Thank you again for tuning in, and of course, if you're not subscribed, please click that button and turn on post notifications for further content updates. Thank you for watching and listening, and let's get into episode 21. Oose. Right, guys, episode 21. My name is Jay. I'm the host of the BJJ Nutrition Podcast. I run the BJJ Nutrition Consultancy, helping BJJ enthusiasts, hobbyists, athletes perform the best on the mats whilst also not doing anything silly with their weight cuts. Today, I am joined by... Uh, Gavin Thomas. Nice. Uh, yeah. That's all good, man. Thanks to you. Every time I do that, everyone sort of like stumbles and goes like, am I supposed to say something? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not introducing <laughs> yeah. myself. Yeah. Um, you got me straight yeah. in there. Gavin, obviously, thanks for coming on and letting us obviously do this with yourself today. Um, obviously, we've worked with a couple of your guys, obviously, from the club as well, yeah, and obviously, highly rated, and you're on the next Polaris card as well, which I thought yeah. would be more prime, obviously, to do that. But uh, for those viewers and listeners who don't necessarily know much about you, where where did this all start from, where you are now? Um, obviously, you're a black belt at the moment, which is obviously great and stuff. Like, what, what's the sort of history and background around you? Yeah, uh, I'm a black belt under Pedro Bessa. Um, I started 2011, yeah, so 2011 I was under, under Pedro, but I started with Neil Williams Wagon from yep. Neil's uh, Combat Training Centre, which is about four miles up the road. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, they're still, they're still busy up there, flat out, but um, obviously I'm full-time in this place now. Were they an MMA club by chance, a bit of uh, they, they, combat? Or? They do a bit of everything, yeah, they, got yeah. Like, uh, they do kickboxing, um, I'm not sure if they still do wrestling now, but they do uh, yeah, MMA, um, they've got a few fighters out there, but it's a couple of different arts, not just jiu ah, cool. So what, what was the situation in terms of you, uh, did you try a bit of MMA? Did you try, try a bit of kickboxing yeah, before um, getting to jiu-jitsu, or was it? Yeah, so basically I went, um, I started, I was dry lining by trade. Uh, I was down at the gym just training, training weights, and uh, a boy boy comes up to me, which is, is a funny story, really. Um, I'm saying to my mate, my mate's like, oh, what are you going to do for work? Because at the time, it was like, you know, you're in the job, you're out of a job. And I was like, oh, I, I don't know. And this, this guy just comes up to me, and he's like, um, you could start with me Monday. So I'm like, like you, you don't even know what I do. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I do. He said, I've worked on site with you. You work with Reese, blah, blah, blah. So I thought, oh, that's mad, you don't know. And, uh, so he gives me his number, and yeah. his name's Gavin Thomas. <laughs> like, it's, it's the same name. So I'm like, what? Like, yeah, this is so he phones me on the Monday, on the Sunday night. I'm starting work with him on the Monday. Uh, and he says, oh, you're going to have to find your own way home from the forest, which is quite difficult because his uh, train goes every other train. Yeah. It's, not, it's not like a straight train. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like why, why to the forest? And he's like, oh, I do MMA. Um, 
in our club. And he's like, oh, he said, unless you want to train, and I can give a lift home. <laughs> so at the, at the time, I was like, I didn't have no, no uh, misses or anything. So I was like, yeah, do you know what, let's go, let's go and train. Let's so, give it a crack, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I started, started training MMA down in one-to-one um, -one with him, and then basically for the lift home. <laughs> but, I love that. But, Imagine as an Uber driver nowadays, right? <laughs> if I get to beat you up, I can give you free lift Yeah, home. yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a mad... Uh, Mad story, like especially with the same name. So the guy that actually got me in the jitter has got the same name as me. So yeah. Should we call you Junior from now on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, junior. yeah. So thanks for that. that. Guy. <laughs> so that was in that club there, and then what kind of got you into the jujitsu? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm so assuming you're not doing MMA and stuff anymore. No, no, there. no. Um, it, it didn't last long. Um, so I started going to the MMA club. Obviously, I was, uh, used to box when I was a kid. So I went in and. Hit the bag, hit the pads a couple of times, and they were like, "Oh, you know, like, you know." At the time, they were just MMA was just starting to come about, you know. Yeah. Then, and he was like, "Oh, do you, want, do you want to have a fight and stuff?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, a bit like thing." And I was like, "Yeah, go on then," you know. And then, and then it, it snowballed from there. So, yeah, I, I ended up having the fight. Uh, I was all right on standing up, but it, it didn't last long. And the boy, I think, I think he was like a maybe like a blue belt at a time or near, near to a blue belt when Jiu-Jitsu yeah. was like not about and he like took, takes me down, puts me in this choke and I don't even know what I'm in. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like what, what's going on? Behind? I got out of it and he's like straight back in there and I was like, I got to, you know, like I have to learn this. Learn this. Like this has got to be like, yeah. The corner just stand up. Yeah, yeah so, <laughs> yeah, I started with uh, Wagon. Everyone knows him as Wagon, but Neil Williams at the time, like, and yeah. obviously fell in love with so did you carry that MMA on at the same time with the jiu-jitsu or did you kind of go right I'm balls deep in jiu-jitsu now? Yeah it was for a bit but then I started training obviously the jiu-jitsu I was lucky I um I started I looked on the like looked on the internet you know, and all like and and they were just started Neil, Neil was just starting his club then so I like got in at there right at the start perfect yeah. time really started going up there which is Chalky which is in the valley so you know I ended up not going too much of like MMA like you know bruised all the time black yeah. guys like Shin's gone and, and then just started training more jiu-jitsu and then just nice. fell in love with jiu-jitsu. Fucking yeah. awesome. I, I, so I, I'm, glad, I'm glad really that if that had never happened, I would never... Never be in this position ne there. Never been, no, never been in this position. So. Ah, so awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I started off, um, uh, what was it, at an MMA club, Olympians MMA with Wes. Yeah, so yeah. I started there, like just again, watched UFC for fucking years, loved watching it type of thing, never thought I'd really be into actually doing it. Yeah. Uh, worked with one fighter, he said, I'll oh, just come on down for a session quickly realised I wasn't being too keen on being punched and kicks in the face. Yeah, but loved yeah. all the grappling stuff that we were doing. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then, uh, yeah, just moved on from there to a club which um, they recommended to go to to get more jiu-jitsu. And I was like, wicked, no problem. And here we are ever since type thing. Yeah, so. there, was a, there, was a, sorry, there was a boy, um, I always used to say, oh, God, watch a UFC, you love it, you love it. But then like, I used to watch them rolling around on the floor and I'd be like, what, what are they doing? Like, like stand up, because like, they come from like, a boxing background. Like, stand up, you know, like... But, so like the McGregor yeah. fans, like nowadays, like, oh, what are they doing on the floor? Like, oh, I'm just going to give <laughs> yeah, a left turn. Yeah. <laughs> What's that all about? Yeah. And here you are with a bloody jiu-jitsu school, I love it. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, it's, it's funny now, like, just, you know, like, just study, you know, like, blah, 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 and just yeah. say every part about it, which is funny, like, to look back on that. Right? I think it's obviously a big movement for Charles Oliveira at the moment, lift, holding out that jiu-jitsu type of speciality behind him. Everyone's like, Charles Oliveira for the win every time nowadays. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. nah, that's cool. So... 
obviously got into jiu-jitsu from the MMA background, which is cool. Uh, do you ever touch the boxing background at all still, or not really? No, no, I, I didn't do I stopped, like, you know, like schoolboys and youths, and then I stopped when I was 17, you know, when, when you start yeah. you know, going out and yeah, distractions. Yeah, distractions, <laughs> and then uh, I didn't do, literally didn't do nothing. I think I was 31 when I went, when, when into MMA and then I had that fight, but then, but like, although it was like a loss, like it was a lot, like a lot taken from me. It mm. was like, oh, I can still, I can still walk out in front of loads of people. Do you know what I mean? I don't, like yeah. the things you think you get, you kind of lose. I was like, ah, oh, I can still do this. I didn't feel, you know, I felt motivated from it. And so do you want me to ask you then? I was going to say, you started jiu-jitsu then, were you quite late into your early 30s is what yeah, you started? Yeah, I was 30, 31. Wow. Yeah, so when I watched um, I watched the podcast with Ricky. Yeah. And then when I seen it, he said that he was 31, I was like, ah, oh, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, Gives yeah. me some hope. I'm yeah, I, was 31, I'm yeah. I was 32 two days ago. So <laughs> obviously I've got my blue belt now. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at you, I'm like, he's got his limbs still, right? He's yeah. <laughs> still doing all right. So Just maybe, a boat. Yeah. Just a boat. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've got some hope for me to be able to make it to the black belt eventually. Type yeah, thing. yeah. Um, all right. No, that's really interesting because, again, like a lot of the guys coming up at the moment, you are, you are seeing some absolute killers. Like, yes. I was up, um, where was I? Wrexham. Right, they got a very small club up there, type of thing. Under um, I can't remember what they're called again. Obviously, sorry guys, I know obviously you follow me and stuff, but um, they had this uh, purple belt, right? He's fifty kilograms, right? And I had a roll with all of them, open mat sort of style. Yeah. I couldn't get my head around it. Like I try my best being a bigger guy, not to just fucking again, especially a fresh club I've never rolled at before. Like just going fucking yeah, ham yeah. on them is like a bit of respect for it. But everywhere I was going with, it was like, he had just me in like a leg, like, not a leg lockdown, but the actual lockdown position. Even when I was like based out and stuff like this, you just have a wedge in the right place at the right time. <laughs> Get him and I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is it? And he just seemed calm. He was just he was like, he was like having a sleep at the time. I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, and then someone said to me like, he's been training more years jujitsu than he hasn't been. And I'm like, fuck, like, how old is this kid? And he said, he started at eight, he's now 20. And I'm like, yeah. so he's been doing it 12 years and that's just how comfortable he is with it and so again you're hearing a lot of these killers come through obviously who are just young starting at that age type of thing and now we're starting to see it because it's getting a bit more popularity but yeah. good to hear you got you're keeping up the other end of the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, I, start, I started late and like, <laughs> like 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 time flies anyway doesn't it and then when i look back now and it's like you know it's like like mid 40s now like yeah. early 40s and then it's like it's just how quick the time has gone yeah you know and i, and I thought that but Jiu-Jitsu wasn't around for us. And like everyone's like, oh, I wish I started this when I was younger, but it, it wasn't around. I was, I was quite lucky to start Jiu-Jitsu when it come up when it first came about, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's quite cool now. Yeah, it is. It yeah. seems to be the in yeah. thing. I think there's yeah. a lot of things. I think obviously when you look at how it's been promoted from. I think for me, constantly listening to good old uh, Joe Rogan's podcast and him talk about it regularly, and then you sing the UFC, and it, you start to get little like snippets or droplets of like, like, oh, I wonder what this is like. And I think once you get past that first hurdle of just stepping into a club, right, having yeah. that first yeah, session, 100%. and don't get me wrong, it's not for everyone. Like you've got to have the mindset of saying, look. I'm happy to be shit at something to then get yeah, better at it. You have it. to fail. You yeah. have to fail to begin with. There's no chance in hell unless, I don't know, you're some collegiate wrestler of some sort. That's a different conversation <laughs> yeah. for another day. But you have to fail to then come in to kind of say, right, either you are, cool, I want to learn how to get out of this type of thing, yeah, or it, it's just not going to be your bag type stuff, and that's it. And I think once you get over that hurdle, you then realise, again, I wish I did this sooner, just because yeah. of just like, 
how wicked the community is, how cool it is to learn about something. And certainly for me, it built my confidence up. Again, obviously I'm, I'm a BFG is why I call myself Big Friendly Giant in the sense that any situations that kick off and lights out when I was younger and stuff, I like that I'm the tall big guy, I get it, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not getting involved with this in the slightest bit. Yeah. Um, but it's certainly gonna give me the confidence to say, actually, hold on, if something did kick off, I'm happy to look after myself now, yeah, rather than like try and just want to diffuse it, which is cool. But um, so started at 30s, obviously mid, like, early 30s. 31, yeah, yeah, 31. How long did, did we get? How quickly did we get through the belts? Belts then? When did we get? How long did it take to get uh, a I was a white belt. I, I, I actually know. It's, I, I was a white belt for 17 months. Nice. Blue belt for two and a half years. Uh, purple belt for two and a half years. Nice. A brown belt for four years. And I'm, I'm coming up on the 26, two years back belt now. Nice. Yeah. So, so that's quite, I would say that's quite an average sort of time frame. Yeah, I, I think I, COVID it as well. We had, because uh, I, was, I was hoping to get it before I was 40. That was, yeah. that was my goal. That was your goal. Uh, all my goals I set, I, did, I didn't make. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it, it's been a pretty, pretty awesome like, lifestyle out there since, since. So, like, I, I wanted it by the time I was 40. I think it was 41. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I take up the Obviously, years, everything, everything was shut, the gyms yeah. were closed and stuff. But no one was training. No one was training. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of us were training. But, yeah. Ah, fair enough. Yeah, Again. but Lem, Lem News. Lem News. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good, man. Like I said, we've heard, obviously, people get it in six. We've heard people get it in longer type thing. A good question that always comes up, and I'm, I'm always intrigued about this, is sort of belts being given out for time served, right, versus based on where they think you are as an individual, right? And I think, yeah. don't get me wrong, some clubs obviously have the timestamp cards, all this type of stuff. There's arguments for if they've got mass members, it's easier to keep an eye on things type of thing. But likewise, I've seen also clubs like within that environment also still promote for it type of stuff. So yeah. I think it's always this thing that comes to mind is that you look at Colabate, right? He technically went through three belts in less than a year, right? Purple, brown, black, right? Yeah. In, less, in less than a year type thing. And don't get me wrong, we're all aware of like how good his quality is type thing. But then people would say that did he have his time served at the purple belt? Did he have his time served at the brown belt? Did he have his time served at, before getting the black belt type of thing? So yeah. is that a negative? But what's your thoughts on that in, in, in comparison? Uh, to I think time, time served is a good thing because I think not, not, to, not to rush some in, but at the same time, uh, like if you are wiping people out, mm. like why not go to the next level kind of thing? Not, not too quick, I think. That's too quick, I think. But... You know, like, it's, it's different, like, in you, we love, especially in this gym, where, where you know, like, in you, someone would be a killer. Yeah. But out there, they're not. You know, they go, they go to another gym, they, they, they're not. So, they, like, that, there's all kinds of levels to it. Yeah. You know, and, and I just, yeah, I, I think you should, there should be a minimum set. Yeah. Like, I think, like, I know a lot, lot of, like, um, Pedro Blackbells, you know, like, there was a lot of years at Brown, you know, where, where Brown is the shortest belt. Apart, apart, no, to the IBJJF scheme is like a year, a year minimum, I think. Mm. And um, but as you know, you do a lot more like that. But I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Because like it, it prepares you much better for it. You know, yeah. it's not much of a, not much of a from. There's no, not much change yet. To the, that's interesting. Sort of rounds yeah. it. And then I, I get your point in sense of like, depending on the bubble that you're in. Yeah. It's going to vary very much as to your ability. And don't get me wrong, I've had the privilege obviously of rolling up multiple different clubs where yeah. I felt comfortable as a blue belt there. I think, well, do you know what I'm absolutely, I feel like I've gone to other clubs before and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, like what the fuck's going on here type thing. Like, yeah. And like to the point where 
like you're there, ask them like, please be a blue belt or higher type thing. Don't you dare say you're a white belt to me because I'm gonna feel like, oh, I'm not a fucking fraud, basically. Yeah. Um, but it's tricky to obviously find out that right sort of balance in the sense that I don't think it needs to be systematic, like two years until you get, or I don't know, 15 months, 16 months to get your uh, blue belt, then two years after blue, then three years for purple, four years for brown, and then you get your black type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you're, if you're white, like I said, if you're, if you're white, people out in the gym and on a competition scene, yeah. yeah, get them up to the next level. But if you're wiping people, like I know, like, you know, I know a few, few guys who are like wiping people out in gyms, but then you put them on a mat, on a competition mat, then they just crumble. So it's like... So how, so would, then, how would that, again, with that kind of thought process, and like I said, there's no right or wrong answer with this. If you had a guy who just didn't like competing then, do you think he then shortens the chance of the promotion slightly? I know it shouldn't be like that, but do you think competition is kind of a good, like case to argument case to help the promotion or i think a competition is good to improve like your jujitsu yeah like 100 but i get the fact that a lot of people don't like competing like mm. i never used to like competing in the beginning like really? no no I, you know I, like it was it was tough in the beginning it was like, oh, like mentally but then it just gets so it's still get it's still get like the, the jiggers and stuff like that and the thoughts, yeah. but like you know it's like the difference I was when you walk on it's like bang it's gone, you know. Yeah. So but yeah, I but I get the fact that a lot of people don't don't like to compete and the, the pressure and stuff. Yeah. So I'm sure you know. I, I, know I think the time, yeah the time serve thing should come into it then. I think yeah. they should do the time in if or you know but like if they're out there doing it smashing it up. It's interesting you say that. Like, there's yeah. some people I know who are absolutely, again, killers within their club, killers within their, their ability, and when they go to other clubs, they're, they're absolutely fantastic. Yeah. You put them on the competition floor, yeah. but they just go to Literally fucking pieces. Crumble. And pieces, it's just yeah. like, it's hard for that person in that position, do you know what I mean, to sort of say, that, look, I know they're well worthy of their belt and obviously potentially the promotion. Yeah. And then unfortunately then I wouldn't want them to have that issue of like, oh, because they haven't competed, because they haven't got the gold or whatever it may be. Yeah. So that then to hold them back all of a sudden type thing. Yeah. Like even to the point where you put them in an interclub, let's say for example, somewhere, again, just go to pieces because there's just people watching, there's a bit more pressure all of a sudden and it's just really, yeah. it's, it's like another art to kind of learn. But if you don't want me asking then, so with the being nervous to begin with when you were competing previously, was there a moment where you figured out how to overcome that a bit more type thing or what? Was it just repetitiveness of just constantly going out there and drumming the same sort of thing and getting over it? Or yeah, it was. I don't know. Like when we like obviously before I had G seven and we was um, up at CDC up. Uh, it was like on the BJJ and we'd go to Elford. Like I said, it was Elford every three months. Yeah. And I, that was just the thing. We're going to Elford every three months. The masses up there, haven't they? In a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, yes, yeah. I but um, yeah, it was. It was like, like you know, it was a back back in the day. It was a big tournament, but. Uh, like every every three every three months, everyone would go there, you know, and it'd just be a thing you're doing it. Like and like, and like the, the at the time it was like a good buzz that everyone would compete. Mm. So it was like like thankfully, but like I'd always suck at it. I always do terrible. You know what I mean? Like you know, you'd have tough boys. Like I'd be going into my division. I was a lightweight. I was, you know, I'm th like starting at 31, 32. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, my brackets like Jack Shaw. Yeah. You know what I mean? All, all the boys. They've been training jujitsu for years. You know what I mean? They're like they are like different level athletes, kind of thing at that time. And it was like, you know, you know you, you're destined to go one way out. There. But at the same time, it was like the experience. But looking back on it now, yeah. it, it was like the best experience you could get, really, because although you you know you, it's like you're coming out there all the time. Yeah. You, you you don't even know that them um, failures 
Yeah. Doing the new app kind of thing, you know? So did you find the nerves got worse at different environments? So you said you go to the Hereford one all the time. I got to it. Yeah, we just there because that's all we had really. You, had, you have like the British Open, which was like, seemed like at the time seemed big. Like, it is still big, but it, but it seemed like the big one, you know? Mm. Um, and then I got to Blue Belt. And then like, I, let, I finally got, got comfy at White Belt and I went to Hereford and like, Everyone knows like a, like a bronze medal in Edinburgh is like awesome because you have to come back and fight for it. So it's like one of the best medals I got is a bronze medal from my white belt. But uh, and again, it was Jack Shaw, Jack Shaw knocked me off. Yeah, he, he, he won it. I think I think Rory, I think Rory had silver. He's he's like fighting cage warriors now. But like like that day, I was buzzing. I was like, yeah, I had like five fights, like five wins. I lost to Jack and then. And then, like, I thought, oh, yeah, I'm getting the grips then, and they give me my blue belt. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, we're doing so. I, but then I went straight into blue belt, and, um, like, losing, losing, losing white belt. Blue belt, uh, I won straight away. I won, I won, like, a gold, silver, and a bronze, like, me, like medal straight away. And I was like, ah, oh, and then I went on a big losing streak. Like, like big, like, all through blue belt. Really? Yeah, but like, like every time, every time when I was like, it got to a point then when I just stopped. I just stopped competing. I was like, I, I can't do this now. Um, and then went to, went to Brazil for a couple of months. Really? Yeah, yeah. For like three months, stayed in Brazil. It was like, it was like, a, like, like a dream come true kind of thing. And I went out there and you know just like live the lifestyle. I was like a four stripe blue belt at the time. I hadn't competed, and um, I was like. I'm ready for this now. Like I went back. Like at first I was struggling in Brazil, but then like within like at the three at the end of three months, I'm like starting to like keep up with like uh, all the blue belts in Brazil, purple belts. I'm thinking I'm gonna go home now. And, yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for this. I, I, I am. I get home and I give me my purple belt. <laughs> and I was no, no, but uh, I I said to myself and like with my demons, I was like, no, you will fight purple belt because there was a lot of lost time in blue belt yeah. where I didn't compete and I, I wish I had and I was like I'm not going through that again like you know I'm not looking back and that's one thing I do try and say to people if they if they think about competing and they don't do it I'm like just, just try it because yeah. just do it but, and then uh, the same again purple I lost a shitload of matches purple and like you know purple belts like that's that's when the belt gets different that's when it's like what what's going on by you like kind of, it's a very interesting belt and um, it took me like 12 months but I was just doing like IBJJF and it took me like 12 months. And then I remember going to like, like, like the European Masters armbar and this guy and then he was like, bang, the penny dropped. It was like, boom, so there's a switch. Yeah. And then I started getting my momentum and then boom, 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 boom. And then like, it doesn't bother me now. A, lot, a loss of wind doesn't bother me now. I just look at it like, like experience. Let me go and do my game. Yeah, I'll go again. It's, it's part of the pro. Like now I know it's part of the process and I, I just wish I could go back to Blue Belt and, and get back into it because like I said, I lost a lot. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the time in Brazil, I, I did, and obviously again for viewers and listeners, I tr- you type Gavin Thomas in on the internet, you get a lot of Gavin Thomas is coming <laughs> yeah. up. And none about me. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, about yeah. Me. I've yeah. done one match on flow. I was like, oh my God, this is yeah, going to be an interesting podcast. It's probably a interesting to know which it is. Um, I'll show you later if you want. Um, <laughs> so it was a gee one, if that makes it. I can't remember if it was a Euro <laughs> one. But, probably um, lost <laughs> um, But... What was the decision to go over to Brazil then? Was um, it was funny because I was always keeping on, like, always saying, like, oh, I want to go to Brazil, I want to go to Brazil. Oh, what's the matter in Jesus in my life? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I was like, oh, that's, where it, that's where it's from, you know, like, because like, I was like right into it, like, 
proper lived there, you know what I mean? Like, like total, total life change for me. And um, I remember one Christmas, I, I, I woke up, my mother, my mother's quite good at like presents and stuff, you know? She gave me a, she gave me this map, like, uh, like a lamp, uh, an Atlas lamp. Yeah. And uh, I opened it up. I was like, oh, like, uh, cheers, man. <laughs> For the lamp, like, but. So, there's Brazil. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I looked and I, but I could see it was on like South America. And I was like, like, it's like, I know what she's like. I thought someone else coming back and she gives me this little, it's like a little cart, like a, like a gift voucher. And yeah. wrapped it. And I was like, opened it up, trying to find this card with like, enough for the Brazil flight. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, <gasps> like, like, what? Like, so, <laughs> so I, I go down to the travel agents and with the, the trail finders or whatever. And I said, oh, look, I got this card. And I'm talking to the guy. And he said, uh, he said, how long do you want to go for? So I was like, I didn't even know how long. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know. And he said, uh, he said, well, you got up to three months on your visa. So I was like, three months. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I like, booked in for three months and, and then I just worked out the way out where I was going to stay for three months. And you know, Work, I, yeah. I wasn't going. I wanted to leave it. It was when the World Cup was out there. I, I think it finished in September. I think I went out in the beginning of September. I thought I'll go after the World Cup. So I don't get mixed up with like I'm over there for the football and stuff. You know? it's, it's funny you say that, right? Because I remember what, again, listening somewhere else and it was talking about travel hacks, right? And, and this is quite like a bit twisted in the way it is that the guy would end up booking holidays to places which were going through like wars at the time yeah. because the flights were fucking dirt cheap all yeah. of a sudden so like the same thing with like once the world cup had finished all of a sudden i imagine everything just fucking plummeted price wise so you could stay out there a lot more easier type of thing but. yeah i didn't want to get mixed up in like i don't know like just in case i was like, a football rule again or something yeah. like that you know i was all just waiting until after the world cup and i went out um september till december and i actually missed the grading because I like mess, I message Wagner and said I won't I won't be at the grading. Um, <laughs> was he like, where so are like, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I go home and be and we'll try and kill every bluebell. And um, something happened with my visa out there. I was like, this, I can't. It was like you either fly home. The, the travel company give me options. Like, you can either fly home three days early, mm. or you can go into the embassy out there, like extend your thing and be late, yeah. stay an extra week. And I was thinking, oh, I got to get an extra hotel or, or connection view. I was thought, it's just easier to go home three days early. Mm. But when I went home three days early, obviously I got to the grading then, because I'm home. <laughs> and I was like, oh. So like, it was brilliant to have it. But at the same time, I was like, ah, oh, like it starts again. Like I've always had, I've always had a t- tough road with it. But yeah. I, like, I think, it's worked out better for me. Nice. You know? uh, did you gym hop much while in Brazil? Were you in one school in uh, Brazil? I went to, uh, I trained with uh, Ricardo Vieira, Czech Matt, for two weeks. Because when I got the connection with you, it was, I bumped into Sam Crook. Sam Crook, you know, you know Sam? Yeah. Uh, he's back home now, but he's like lived his dream. It's funny to watch him over the last few years. Um, so I, I didn't know him then. I got a sat down and he's like, oh, where are you going to train? And I was like, I don't know, you know, he's, and there's, there's literally there was a book there with all these gyms and contact numbers and, and addresses. And um, he's like, well, I'm training in Checkmat. He said, uh, you can come there with me. So I was like, yeah, go on in, you know, but, you know so like, go yeah, someone, let's go. Yeah. So we go, we go down like, th- I think we train like three, sometimes three times a day, t- definitely twice a day, sometimes three. And it was, it was horrific. Like, like <laughs> it was horrific. Like everyone in there is like a world champion. Really? Um, yeah, it's so like 
demoralizing. Like, <laughs> like to the point, I was like, "Am I ever going to beat anyone in this gym?" And I, like, I swept the, I swept one of the boys at once, and it was, um, I tell you, it was, it was, Jonata Gomez, his brother. Right. I, I can't remember his, his first name now. Or was it Jonata? It might have been Jonata. And like, I swept him. I, he was a blue belt at the time. Like, he's awesome black belt now, but he was a blue belt. And I swept him and I, I felt like, yeah, <laughs> I've actually won. <laughs> I've scored something. But it was like, it was, a, it was a wake up call and it was quite intimidating as well. And it was tough and it was hard. And I, at some points I was like, this isn't supposed to be like this. I'm supposed to be like enjoying myself on mm. all days. And then um, Wagon, obviously Pedro is like good mates with Terrell Teles. Yep. And um Terrell was actually like messaging wagons like where where's Gavin? Like, <laughs> like he's in Brazil, where, why is he not training with us? So I, I said to Wagon, I said, look, I've paid for two weeks in check, Matt. Now like I am like uh, if I've paid for two weeks, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll stick the two weeks out, you know. And I thought I, I stayed I trained there, went to Terrell's. I said I said to Wagon, I said message Terrell, tell him I'm coming like I went there and he was just totally different. Like 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 check Matt you know they are they are savages, you know, they're, mm. they're, like, they're all looking for the world titles. They, they don't, you know, there's no like, ah, oh, you no, know, be nice, he's coming yeah, to the gym. He's like, bah, gym. wipe him out kind of thing. And it's, it, it's a good lesson to have. But then I go to Therese, where he's, um, he's looking after all the kids and the, the projects sure. and stuff. And it, it's, it felt like such a good vibe in there. Like, no one spoke English. No, the old, everyone was like Portuguese and I didn't speak a word of it. But like, I didn't feel awkward once, you know, like, like, We'd go in and he was showing me like parties in Brazil. It's always in the favelas. There's like someone's brother, someone's sister, cousins, nieces. Yeah. Parties like every day of the week, and it was brilliant. Um, so yeah, it was, it was great. And I booked in with Gordos because everyone goes to Gordos for a month. I paid for a month there, like training. So I knew that was just at the top of the street, and it was solid. Like but in Gordos, you got a lot of lot of black belts. A lot of black at that time. We don't, you know, you only see black belts in Brazil, kind of. Mm. Uh, but there was, um, but they, but they were like doctors, lawyers, you know, like good. Oh, okay, cool. So they spoke English. Yeah. So, so like you go in, and it's like ah, like these. But, but they showed you so many things. Like, you know, they, they were old guys. Some of them, some of them. The youngest one in there was forty-two. The youngest, the youngest guy in there was forty-two. So you get back over there and say, hey guys, look what I've yeah, done. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, love to, I'd love to go back. Oh, I'm hoping to go back next year for the Brazileiros because it'll be and it'll be. Next year it'll be ten years that I haven't been out there for, and I, like obviously black belt. Oh, what and, a great like, story that would but be! But yeah, obviously would, yeah. I, I did them all on Facebook, so I still have them guys on my Facebook. Oh, I still shit. speak to them. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's it's literally going to be like going back back home kind of thing. Is that's going to be yeah, it's right. class. That's going to be. Weird. You should document that if you can, man. Like, that <laughs> like I'm going back to the place where you should. Do you know what? I'd even say like, I appreciate you do your own stuff. I'd actually go back to the gyms that you went to. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. And, like, do a bit of chat, Matt. Do a bit of obviously. Yeah, like chat, chat, Matt. Don't get they, they're nice guys. They're yeah. not. They're not horrible guys, but they, they're in there for one thing. But just say, uh, hey, I, I, came, I was here ten years ago. Look at me now. <laughs> just see yeah, how, yeah. Like, you I, might get smashed. I, I don't know, but. Yeah, what's funny <laughs> is the the kids then the blue belts that they were blue belts like me at the time. Yeah. But I'm obviously in my thirties. Um, they these are kids. These are these are uh, like sixteen year old kids. But now, uh, well, the young. How old would they be? Maybe 14, 15, but now they're like high level black belts now. And I see them now in the tournaments. I'm like, hey, what? And they speak English and everything. Now, obviously, really? where they've been sponsored and some yeah. live in California, you know, some some have gone right up now. But like, they, them kids were taking me down the favelas, giving me food. And they, I couldn't speak I couldn't speak a word of English, uh, Portuguese. And they're just like smiling at me, laughing. I was like, brilliant. Like, you know, and I, 
I trained in uh, Delhi Rivers, we went to. Um, we did go to... Out of interest, uh, like obviously coming over from the UK as a blue belt to Brazil, did you feel about a little bit of that imposter syndrome? Like, Jesus Christ, this is not, I'm not worthy of this blue belt out of interest. Like, especially, I appreciate you said there's different levels in terms of like what gyms were like and stuff. But. Yeah, but like at, at the time I was like a four stripe white belt, so I was, I was like at a four stripe blue belt, so I was, I was quite, I was glad that I went out at that stage. Yeah. Because like, you know, I've been a blue belt for a couple of years mm. and I, there's nothing I, I hadn't kind of seen. You know, there might be something okay. new, but like, and all, most of the classes were in Portuguese. So I was a bit like, oh, here we go, you know, because that's what Sam said. He said, oh, most of the classes will be in Portuguese. And I was like, oh. you know, but when, like, when you just, you seem to concentrate more because you don't know what they're saying. It's like, bum, 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 and you're falling in. And it was like, I was like, Do you know, I, I know all this. You know what I mean? Like, I've d definitely done this before. And mm. it, yeah, so it, it wasn't as bad as what you think. Like, what was cool in Terres, like I went down there on my own. A lot of the guys in Connection Rio would stick with each other, go training with each other, go food with each other. Yeah. But I'm more like I'm a traveller, you know. Like I'm used to being on my own. I like yeah. being on my own. So I, I, I think I've seen it in a different, different light then, mm. as well. And just like. Like a chameleon, just blend in with people in there, you know? Social chameleon, love it, <laughs> similar to me, mate. Yeah. Uh, there's a good question, actually. So a hot topic that comes up, and obviously you see some clubs who don't like people training at other schools, even for, like, open mats. Not saying, like, you've got your... I always say the same thing. I'm a bit of a gym gypsy. I'll go yeah. traveling around. I know where my home is. I'll always go back to my main club at RGA, obviously in Bristol type of thing. Yeah. But there's some people who just despise the fact their students go elsewhere, right? Where, yeah. do, you, where do you stand? Because like, you, you've kind of walked the walk in the sense you went over the way to fucking Brazil. Yeah, yeah. It's something different. Yeah, no, I, I, push, I push my guys. It's like wherever they go. I'm like, is it jiu-jitsu? You know, like if they go on holidays, or I'm like, yeah. oh, are you going to jiu-jitsu? <laughs> calling and, and they're looking at me like, I'm not going there, you know? But I'm like, just... Just go like, yeah. like, like Pedro and um, Wagon have always said to me, go train, train wherever you want, train, nice. go train everywhere. So, and like I do now, it's it's a norm now. Like my missus knows, like if we're going on holidays, I'm like, oh, you didn't oh. bump into. We were at, we were at um, uh, the David Room Centre. It's a horse show centre over in Chepstow. Yeah, you got Chepstow's at Ga Ga uh, Gareth Jenkins. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> What a mad nut that guy is. <laughs> yeah, he does Gareth, yeah. I had no idea. I literally just found Chepso BJJ, dropped the message, popped in there, and uh, yeah, it, it was just, it was an open mat in like a gymnastics club, and he said, oh, the reason we come here is we've got, it's like, like five pound for the hour type thing, and there's a brewery next door, which we all go to on a Friday night, <laughs> and literally within instances, just going to roll with him and stuff, it was just like, again, you see what the club's like in terms of like where you're at, and I think it's a good way to test it type of thing, and then again, you just... You're making her a friend, you know. He's like yeah. next time we're down this way, mate. You're more than welcome. Just come and pop in, boys. You're absolutely yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, I used to see Gareth a lot, but like, but I don't, I don't hardly see him now. But um, going back to like the belt thing, sorry, that's, <laughs> so, sorry, that's what, that's what I like about. That's what I forgot to say. That's what I like about being like underpaid and like I've served so long is that I can go to like when I go somewhere like bar bar check mat in, in Brazil, but like, like if you're a blue belt, you're a blue belt. You know, like if yeah. I was a brown belt, I go to a gym, I'm a brown belt. You know what I mean? I can keep up, whether I'm in America, Brazil, well, I wouldn't say Brazil because I wouldn't be in as a brown belt, but I know that I can hold my own mm. in any gym. You know what I mean? You always get a kid that'll just come and you're like, who's that? You know what I mean? But, you know, I think every gym got a... I think that's, where, I think that's where the problem start, like stems from, is the fact that there's been, as jiu-jitsu is getting more popular, 
Um, there's an element of watering down, which we say in terms of what the quality is. Yeah. I, I've spoken to many guys underneath Ped who said, obviously, the original gym in Bristol was like, you, you weren't your belt, basically. Yeah, you yeah. weren't given that for no fucking reason. Yeah, type yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think the difference being now is some, some elements of jiu-jitsu has become more business-orientated, more commercialized. And so there's an element of the world that we live in that people want instant gratification, right? Yeah. And they kind of say, oh, how can I keep this member paying me? So what can I do? Maybe I give them a stripe. Maybe yeah, I give them a belt. Especially if they're making money. Especially like, yeah. me. And I think the problem being is it's, it's a massive facade that if you do a good enough job, right, and you create a good enough community that people want, like, I wouldn't give a fuck if I'm not graded for the next fucking 10 years. I, yeah. I love the club I fucking go to. Yeah, I love the people who are in there. That's absolutely it. That, to me, should be what you should strive for, I think, yeah. rather than oh, I can keep my, my, uh, my students happy by just promoting them more, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think... Once you get to that level where you can keep turning up, keep doing more and you feel comfortable with it. And I think it should be an onus of responsibilities. If you were to grade one of your students, you don't want them to go to another club and be like, oh, who's your blue belt under or who's your purple belt under? And be like, oh, G7, a Gav type thing. And it'll be like, uh, well, hold on. Like, you'd seem like absolute shit. Like, what the fuck? Is he, yeah. just, is he just promoting you for the sake of it type thing? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It comes to like having that ownership of like taking, or taking responsibility of what you're promoting or who you're promoting and why type thing. Yeah. But it seems to be lost where it's like more like, how can I keep the student here nowadays? Yeah. So, I try and keep the, like as a white belt, I, like, I give stripes out as a white belt because I, I think it's good as a white belt. Yeah. You know, to see progression, blue belt, blue belt as well, but like I'm, I'm I try and keep like like Ped's ritual and like like when purple belt was like no you know no more stripes you know there's no more stripes the stripes are gone like you know yeah. and then and then you're in there then if you if you're in there you're in there for the long run then you know mm. but it's such a like you said we now with the jujitsu everywhere there's like oh there's so much jujitsu it's like with the competitions and the gyms it's everywhere you can yeah. you know what I mean and it's it's different like back in the day if it was a black belt it was like. Whoa. Black belt, there's a brown belt, you know, like, but now, yeah, so I'm happy, I'm happy to serve the time I have. Yeah, definitely. Sense, yeah. Um, the time goes anyway, doesn't it? So with the stint in Brazil, and obviously basically doing full-time training three times a day, basically out there, getting your ass kicked, and obviously doing well. Kicked, yeah. Yeah. Um, when you came back, did you find, did you found that, did you compete quite, I know you got your purple belt pretty quickly after that, did you get and compete and get to try out, like, how that sort of like fight camp, if you want to look at it, actually panned out in the end for yourself. Did yeah, it? I, come, I come back and I obviously I was training. I didn't still didn't have G7 end. It uh, wasn't long after that when I started up. But um, like I come back and it was like I come back to my gym in Chalky, and uh, like even the guys were saying like wag and rest. They were like like you just pass in. You just pa like pass in. Like my my passing had gone better. I was just like boom 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 boom. When when to me I didn't think I was doing anything different. And, I, and I, everyone's like. Like that's changed. A quick word about one of our sponsors, Grappler's Soap. The team wanted to find, right, the best possible defense against skin infections, which normally we get from each other or off the mass. This in turn led Dan and the team into researching more about soaps and essential oils, which turns out has been used for thousands of years, actually, as a natural defense against infection during the plague. Slight twisted story here, but grave robbers in England knew of the power of essential oils and smothered themselves in it before exhuming and stealing corpses. Useless fact of the day for you there. But Dan and the team had tried several soaps before, but none of them just simply wowed them. So he started to make his own. 
months more research, trial and error led to finally this golden nugget, grappler soap, which you'll be pleased to know the recipe is CPR registered and approved by pharmacists. The use of a specific method to lock in the amazing natural smell, no cheap fragrances used here, which means the soap and use smell great and stand the best chance of staying healthy. Although the soap was developed for grapplers alike, it is now widely being used by non-grapplers. And Dan is always like, delighted to hear from customers about how it's cleared up dry and itchy skin or relieved eczema or just simply made you feel f- awesome the smell alone has been a massive hit with men and women alike so enough waffle for now go and get yourself some now at www.mrbassets.com or go check out their instagram page for some very funny memes at grapplers so thank you guys but then at the same time and you kind of like just fall back into why why your surroundings are on it you know mm. so it, it was good like a like now it would be like epic to go back now and then pick a low like like a bigger knowledge now and it's like yeah. boom boom boom, boom there. Be interesting. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see how they perceive it as well. I think from their perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like see that oh the Welsh guy came over for three months, he's come back yeah, 10 years yeah. later. Because they nicknamed him in Brazil, like I like, got known as George in Brazil. <laughs> yeah, George. And I, and I was like I remember one of the black belts in, in Gordo's like I was walking out and when we were lining up shaking hands, he'd be like, George. He'd be like, what's your name? I'd be like, Gavin. He's like, George. And I was like, no, Ga- Gavin. And he's like, George. And I, and I was like, yeah, my name's George. So like, he called me George. And then I was like, well, that's not a bad nickname. Because as you know, you can have some oh, bad yeah. nicknames, right? And, and I'm like, I can do deal with George. And then on my last day, I was going home. The black belt said to me, and, and he got a school in Florida now, which I try and get to, but I never get to. And he's like, do you know why I call you George? And I was like, no. And he's like, you look like George. And he said the guy's name and everyone in the gym burst out laughing. So they, it was a black belt from that gym who'd moved to America and called George. So, uh, so I thought, oh, well, it must look like him. So, that was a good compliment. To yeah, I was, quite, I was happy that. with that. I was happy with that. You get some horrific <laughs> names. And then when I got back, Pedro's like, anyone do this to you? And I was like, no. And he's like, that's good. That's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Um, so it's, it's interesting because I think a lot of um, a lot of people nowadays with jiu-jitsu probably would think more so to go to B team or go to new wave or something go yeah. that sort of way to go and get like let's say three months worth of jiu-jitsu yeah, yeah that Atos, is the, that yeah. is that is the way now that is the way now and um, do you think if, if you went and had the choice now other than like so going back to Brazil for sort of personal reasons do you just think if you had the choice to go and train somewhere three months do you think it would be in the States rather than going yeah. back to Brazil or? yeah I'd go with Tellers yeah I'd go with Tellers just because just because um, I know Emily from Peds have yeah, said yeah. like you know like Alan Tellers is one, he's one of the coolest guys I've ever met like my mate um, who's actually in my division he's like just won the worlds now uh, oh, nice. Yamaso uh, Marco Telegrossa, like he, he's in Sacramento, yep. and he's like, come, come, come train with me. So I like, I definitely go to California before I'd go to Brazil now. But yeah. next year the plan is, um, I'll be in California anyway, and I'll be in Brazil, nice. in Brazilero. So I, I, I'll have to do them. Um, they won't be like, oh, I'll be there for months and stuff. It will be like fly out, rest, 
yeah. train a couple of places, compete, go fly home. It's interesting to see, like I said, how like I don't know people's perceptions on where they think it would be good for them to go for like a month at a time. I had one guy, uh, shout out to Ashley Wag, who's up north type thing. He went over to uh, Heath Pedigo and went up to oh, um, yes. went over with the Daisy, Daisy Fresh, Fresh lot boys, yeah. and just stayed up there and literally lived. I don't know how rough it was out there. I'm pretty sure things are changing. I got catch yeah. up on the episodes, but so he just lived out there and obviously just did the dream for a little bit type yeah. of thing. And he said again, just a different fucking world. They they they're cool guys. They yeah. they, are, they are cool guys. Met them. Um, I trained with uh, was it a hillbilly armor? Yeah. Jacob Couch. Jacob Couch. Yeah. I actually rolled with Jacob Couch. He's like, like he was great to roll with, but then some just start turning. Like, no, like you, you try and be respectful, but then you like, yeah. you, you know, you want to turn up a bit. But every time I was turning up, he's like, blah, blah, blah. like yeah, this, guy, <laughs> this guy is all, like he's on a different level. But yeah, Heath, yeah, good, good, good uh, chats with Heath. Yeah, they they cool guys. Yeah, definitely. So, and yeah, so, I'd love to go and train with them, lot. Yeah, yeah. Again, sure. it's just so many different places. Like again, obviously you've got. Um, Oh, is it Art of Jiu Jitsu? Is that the right name? Mendez Brothers. Yeah. Mendez yeah, Brothers, yeah. 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 Sorry, AOJ, I always forget. Yeah. So, you get AOJ and stuff like that. It's just so many different clubs now. And I think one of the things which I can't seem to get my head around in the UK at the moment, other than Drake, if I'm honest, yeah. right? There doesn't seem to be like big clubs like this is our style, this is what we do type yeah. thing. It all seems really dispersed type thing. You can yeah. possibly categorize a few different things. You say, like, like I don't know, Carson Gracie up north type thing, Man- Manchester, Liverpool, that type of area type yeah. of stuff. They're kind of like a unit, but again, it's not like, it's not like Atos. It's not like yeah. the B team. It's not like, it's, it's just like all separated out fucking everywhere. Yeah, Carson Gracie in uh, London used to be like quite thing. Like ZR team. Yeah, uh, Alan Pozzari's, um is it Pozzar? But I, like I know Alan, like they they are like a good solid team. They drag, drag yeah. a good team. But yeah, apart from that, just seems a bit. Odd. You'd think by now, like they would yeah. kind of like put together and go like right, rather than us trying like we're the best club in this area. Why don't we try and like put everything together? So I know you got uh, Northern Jiu Jitsu Alliance, which has Nottingham. Jack Grant, I think, has got one of his and another club up north type thing. But again, they're like trying to like like work together if that makes sense, rather than being like, oh, we're going to be the best yeah. club in this type of school and that type of yeah. thing. But Steps are doing quite well. Um, wing Wing Chow Chen, he, he, he's in my division as well. He, he's doing well yeah. with the club there. They got like, it's nice as well, isn't it? nice club. You see, you see posts on Facebook. Nice. Know, it's nice to see him doing well and, and going so big. Yeah. Same as Luke and Clayton, you know, like. It just seemed to be going like boom, like it's it's cool. Yeah. It's the one downside of, of being in the valleys. It's like, but it, but it's we're close knit as well. We are, we're you know it's well. We're hope, hopefully going to see uh, Wayne and Lou um, next week. Yeah, yeah, they, so yeah. Oh yeah, I've done a matter Yeah, yeah hopefully yeah. popping up there next week. Yeah, Wayne comes in now and again. They got Lou's obviously busy with the pro fighter. Um, we don't see Lou much. I know I know Lou, um, but. I see Wayne pops in now and again. He nice. might have the odd boy from the mat, like, yeah. but yeah, they're more towards the, the MMA, and they so. Mm, no, that's yeah. interesting. Um, right, okay, in terms of then your, we've talked a lot about your belt, and so I didn't know, obviously, I guess I couldn't uh, find much. We talked all about Brazil. Um, <laughs> let's talk about, obviously, competition history. Obviously, you competed pretty regularly through it. Um, have you always stayed in the weight set, the same weight category? Have you moved around at all? Or? No, it's been the lightweight since I started. Nice. Yeah, since I started. Um, yeah, I'm still a lightweight. I did go at purple belt. I went into middleweight uh, just because of the fact, like, I was always on the on the edge and I was like, Do you know what? Like, I'm flying you, I'm flying it. I just want to eat all I want. Mm. Like, you know, but then every now and again, I'd have a wake-up call. I'd have, like, 
like I'd have that strong middleweight and he like tall middleweight and he just like smash me and I'd be like, you're not in your division, like just Interesting. get off your ass, lose the weight. Yeah. You know, and, and get back down to lightweight. But then yeah. competing so much then, it's mad, the older I've got, the lighter I'm going and it, like it's just shredding off. Like I really? like I probably know back then it'd be like in my thirties just to be drinking, you know, and I'm drinking but like now because it's I think the lifestyle have changed a lot. Because mm. that that automatically comes with it. You know, it's yeah. a jujitsu lifestyle. You don't realise it, but like you know, like I don't drink a lot of alcohol and stuff now. I, I will if I can, but I just can't. You yeah. know, you know, and uh, that, that that keeps the weight down. See, that's an interesting point, which again I try and get across to people is that it's not this one meal plan. It's not just you having this competition, right? If you keep on regularly ballooning up in weight for a reason, your lifestyle choices, whatever they could be, right? Be that drink, be that takeaways, be that drugs, whatever it could fucking be, right? Yeah. Is what's causing that to happen each and every time. It's what I say. Those actions lead to that outcome, right? You can't yeah. deny it, right? There's no other fucking excuse or I want to motivate it or I want this. Like those actions give you that outcome, yeah. yeah. And it's like <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's not getting. The, it's like it's not. It's like um, not grabbing the underhook because you're doing a knee cut type thing. You're like, oh, this is dangerous type thing. Like, you yeah, know yeah. what's going to fucking happen? That leads to the outcome. And so you have to accept that the choices within that lifestyle, something needs to change or something needs to go. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to keep on repeating, especially 100%. if you just go back to it every fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, it's good to hear you say about lifestyle, sort of helping that more so than yeah, anything else. Yeah, it, 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 it does. Like, you, you don't even notice it, but the more, no, the more you start, like, especially when you're competing and you're putting money into it and stuff, you're like, you just start thinking, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm not mm. doing that. It's like, it's like, oh, I can, I can go out and have a drink. But it's like, oh, I gotta get up in the morning. I gotta, I said, I go train in there. You know what I mean? I, 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 you try to explain this to your friends who don't train, and it's like, yeah. try, hangover can be sometimes just bad enough as it is, and then trying to go on an open mat on like a Saturday or Sunday morning, yeah. hanging out your asshole. With the I know, you I know. To. and I miss so much. I'm like, oh, so, no, people, oh, come here, come here. I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm not, no, but people don't bother now. They just they accept it. No, yeah. that, that's what's good. They don't. Where before they'd be like, oh, you're just training all the time. You just, you know, have a break, just, man. Just, like, yeah, as you go to the gym. No, it's it. like, that's what it is now. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, but it, but yeah, it's, uh, it definitely affects you. Do you find it hard when you started saying no to those, those sort of like lifestyle things? Yeah, you know, especially because, uh, you know, like like I said, I was 31 starting jiu-jitsu. You know, I, I, I partied through my 20s a lot. You know, no round years. Everyone's all <laughs> guess on it kind of thing, but... Like from thirty, my life just went boom. It just totally, totally flipped the switch. And that like it's like something at the break kind of thing. And then mm. now it's like although it's still you no, know, I was still partying and stuff. Like you know, <laughs> regularly I'd still be turning up to the gym on a Monday. But then jujitsu was Monday, Wednesday, maybe a Friday. Yeah. So you, you know, if you didn't go then, you weren't going. So <laughs> so like you know, some Mondays I'd be like hanging out to my ass in training, but it was like there's been training, you know. Yeah. I got to the point where like, oh, I can't keep doing this. It's like, that's got to go. You know, so you break off on a Sunday, you don't go out on a Sunday, you know what I mean? It's just a Saturday, and then eventually it's like, oh, Friday, you know, there's open mats on Saturday, and yeah. you know, just changes that's for the better. Again, it's good to hear that Jiu Jitsu really sort of made a big impact on that. All yeah, big, no, they, they, they say it all the time that Jiu Jitsu changed change my, my life, life, but it, it does. Yeah. It does 100%. And if, if you stick with it, 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 will, it will change you. Nice. Like, you know, there's no doubt. Did you, know, you lose many friends and stuff like that and things when you made those changes and things or not really? No, not really. I just didn't get don't get to hang around with them anymore, you know what I mean, kind of thing. But they they, they still it's quite good round, yeah. Just everyone's like you know, they they are quite quite supportive in a way, like. Yeah. 
But you know, they, they're only doing the same thing anyway. Mm. They'll only be doing the same thing. Yeah. So you know what they're doing, you know where they are. It's probably one of the biggest struggles for a lot of people is that I, I kind of explained to them about the whole alcohol situation, right? If you follow the Islamic faith, for example, and said to someone, I'm not drinking, people wouldn't question it. Oh, yeah. sorry, I, they'd even feel bad for asking type thing. Yeah. Yeah, let's say you want to make a better decision within your life, right? And you say, I'm not drinking tonight. Oh, go and just have one. Oh, you're being boring. Oh, don't do this. Oh, this is like, like there'd be constant badgering and badgering and badgering. And yeah. it's not understood in the same light in the slightest bit. And yeah. it's just really, it's hard to stand out from the, the crowd, should we say, and be the odd one out and kind of say, do you know what, guys, I can still, it's the interesting thing about the social occasion, right? You go out to socialise with people. People aren't there to watch you eat and drink food, should we say. They're not, I'm not saying, hey, Gav, should we go for food? I'm just staring at you eat food, right? That's not the point. We're here yeah. to interact with each other and actually socialise with each other. But as soon as you say, do you know what? I'm not going to have that takeaway tonight or I'm not going to have that drink. Oh, you're being boring. Yeah. It's like, but why? Like, you, you're not here to watch me eat and drink. Like, you're here to talk to fucking me type of thing. And like, yeah. it, it makes me, I appreciate some people need drink to like help with their social anxiety, whatever type thing. And that's something you've got to work on as a person type thing. But yeah. we live in this culture where if you don't do it, you're boring. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm just looking after my fucking self. Like, what more do you want me to fucking say? Like, <laughs> yeah. Just make and the hangovers are terrible. I'm terrible oh, hangovers. Like, really, like, it's like, it is like poison to me. And, it, and it's like, like it will, if I go out for, even if I have, if I have over four, four pints, like, I'm not doing nothing the next day. Like, I'm just lying down, I'm eating crap. I'm, I'm not going nowhere. I'm like, nah. You're saying it's fine. It's just that one story I told you earlier about, what was it, which, I don't know which one it was, the, was it the Dublin or Ireland? It's been a few. I got told a story of you apparently getting absolutely hammered at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then yeah. turned up to Matt absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we've had a spell of it. We've, we, we've done a couple of tournaments, actually. I know you shouldn't. And it'd be like, a lot of athletes looking at you like, oh, but uh, we're like, like you go away as well, you know, and, and so like you start, uh, you, see, you go to the play, oh, I'll have one, I'll have two, I'll have four, you know, you sing it and it's like, we gotta go to bed, it's a cop in the morning. <laughs> and then you wake up in the morning, you're like, what have I done? <laughs> you gotta get the job done quick. Just get on the scales, yeah. completely dehydrated, yeah, and walking through, the gee, walking through the gee check, like. <laughs> He's <laughs> <laughs> probably stinking of fucking Leeds Africa yeah, just to yeah, make yeah. sure it's all normal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Um sorry if you were the listeners on that. I, I got told by one of the other guys who done a podcast that um Gavi turned up hung over the next day for a comp <laughs> yeah. and decided to win the comp still, but the first match he needed to get the get it get done quickly so knee bar the guy in thirty five seconds or so <laughs> yeah. just to get it out of the way with. I've had, I've had it a couple of times uh, they've had to get it done quick and <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I walk up and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this is not professional. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when you're still, when you're still winning, it's, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, it was like kind of. Bad. So, if anyone listening, if you come against Gavin in the future competitions, if he's doing it with hangovers, yeah, I might, I, might, I might be sober, I might not. <laughs> <laughs> if he is sober, watch out, it's going to be a different story. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. My um, mouth shut, they're not breathing over you. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it before at a competition and um, yeah, the opponent like stinking of cigarettes basically. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I got, um, 
oh, what was it? I got fucking taken down and I was like, right, okay, I eventually swept, swept, got on top and absolutely fine. But I could sting cigarettes and in my, in my mind, I was like, do I say something like, how was that last cigarette then, buddy? But yeah, it's all fun and games. Um, so when did we make the switch? Because for viewers and listeners, it was literally, we were talking about one half of the gym is all of Gav's fucking medals, the other half is the, other, is the gym. They're trying to catch up to <laughs> Uh, lots of golds and uh, a few silvers in there. I don't see any default bronzes, luckily. Oh, yeah, there's loads there. There's oh, there. Sure. Don't get it. Trust me, there's loads there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they go like gold, silver, bronze. We try to keep it like a podium. But they actually, it was funny because they were on a piece of wood. Yeah. Uh, like, a, like a solid piece of wood. But I come in over Christmas. Christmas is, yeah, Christmas is gone. I opened the door and I was like, <gasps> I thought a lot of youngsters had trashed the place, but there's like medals everywhere, but it's literally fallen off. So oh. I was like, I was like, <laughs> too many medals. I myself, I was like, yeah, it's not a bad, not a bad thing to do. It fell off because you got put too many on the wall. Oh, but yeah, yeah so, so the, the, the IBJJF ones, um, they're, they're a good fool, but they're not mine, mine as well. There's a fool of the boys. But like I said, it was 60, 70% of mine. So it's nice. Yeah, right? they've had a few spells, but I, they, I've been chucking them up there since 2015, I think, my first first one in IBJJF. Honestly, it's a few. I might, about, I, yeah. I might even. Do you know what? Just for the sake of the camera, just so we can put us here. If I can try and get this back in the same spot, will be a godsend. But to put this into perspective, yeah, <laughs> all of those, absolutely insane. All right, moment of truth. Can I get it back in the same spot? Ah, that looks roughly good. That will do. Um, yeah, it's not too bad. When did you make this? When, when did you start doing IBJJF stuff? Because um, I imagine, like, the, if I'm honest, like, the, I, I get the feeling. The general consensus is. You do your local comp, if you're good. You might then go do the English Open or British or something like that. And you're like, do you know what? Maybe I'm ready for IBJJF. Now, that, that's what logically m makes it in my head type of thing. Some people are completely yeah. different. Like, I'm only doing IBJJF or... Yeah, so, I, I, I am a, a bit like I know, but I just, like I said, I'm so stuck in my ways and stuck to the thing now. I just don't like... Uh, especially now, if, like, uh, if, if a young... You know, if you're young and you want to get somebody, yeah, just go and smash it all loads of comps. But like for me now to do like local comps, like I know everyone in the bracket. Like, <laughs> uh, like it's like you know, it's, I'm not. I can just go and train in the gym kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas with the IBJJF, there's like the IEs international. They are like from all all walks. You know, you still get the same kind of guys who's who's always going to be there. But then no, you just have like random people. Which so then I think you, like I can test my jujitsu and if I can. If, if I'm on that stage, yeah. like my jujitsu is all like, like, you know, but... So when did you make the yeah. decision? When was the first one um, then? What was the decision then? Was it like, actually, I want to go and do this? I, and what belt was that? Yeah, uh, purple. Purple was my first IBJJF comp. I used to like, like look at, uh, like Jamie, Jamie was like, I was saying earlier on, Jamie Hughes was a uh, bit of an inspiration then. Mm. But like, like he was, well, he still is, he doesn't compete much now, but he, like, you know, he was like killing it on the scene and like he was the first one I seen with like IBJJF medals and I remember thinking like, uh, you know, if, if I was like, you know, 10 years younger, I started with you know, like, not, not envious because I, I like Jamie, but like, you know, you think, oh, I wish I was, but then I thought I'd never grab an IBJJF medal, I was like, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but, uh, but, uh, he's but awesome it's, yeah, guys. it's mad to look back on, like, you know, the thoughts you have in your, in your own head kind of thing, and then my, my dad then was like, like if it were for my dad, they wouldn't be on the wall, you know. Like he, he's got he, he got a good company and uh, he support every he supports like the local his local rugby team done with him. Um, Everyone's surprised. Yeah, he's good. He's good with stuff. Welsh like guy. That. What's what he's supporting yeah. the local rugby? Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, the old rugby nuts, like the family, but um, he's like, oh, I'll pay, I'll pay for your tournament. So I was like, oh, I'll pay for that. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, what? Because, you know, as you know, they're so ridiculously cheap. overpriced. Mm. But, um, like, when that, when that come for me, and, like, f- for my dad as well, like, I, I just got to speak highly of him, that, that gave me the push to go out there and do that. That took a lot of money off. You know, like I obviously mm. still have to pay for flights, hotels. It still costs loads of money, all all your money, but it takes a big weight off it. Yeah, massively. And as you can imagine, looking at that, my old man's supposed to pay for ten grand <laughs> in IBJJF costs. But yeah, he, mm. and he's always been supportive of it. And you know, like like I said, like for the first year at Purple Belt, I was I was losing a lot. You know, the matches. Were, that must have been hard mentally. Yeah, like, mentally, oh, yeah. But it's support. not, I wasn't losing, I wasn't getting, going out to someone like, ah, oh, I'm bothering me, triangling me, choking me out. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it wasn't bad losses. It was like, someone would turn me over in the last like three seconds. And I'd be like, ah, oh. you know, like just stupid errors and I'm making myself and I was like beating myself up over it. And then, um, like fair play to my dad, like he could have just gone, ah, oh, you know, you, you suck at that. Like, <laughs> I'm not paying for them no more. I'm wasting my money, but... Yeah, he's just like always stuck by me, and now he just it's just bang, bang, bang. So, yeah. Nice. How was the first competition then? Did you lose the first IBJJF one or? Yeah, yeah, I lost. I lost a lot. I lost for about the first year. Yeah. In the IBJJF, and I, and I was doing. I went. I decided to travel. Um, I had money saved. I actually had money saved. It's quite quite a cool story. Like I was, I was. Um, I didn't have a car at the time, so I was saving my money. I always wanted an Audi TT. <laughs> like the, the the newer shape one, not the small one. Yeah. The, the new the newer shape one. Like I still like them now. And I was saving, and I was like always out to reach out to me. I had like say I had like five six grand. It was always like eight nine grand. You know, yeah, and I, yeah. I just couldn't quite couldn't reach, reach it. And I was it, like, yeah. I'll get, I'll get it, I'll get it. And then I just flipped the switch, and I was like, Do you know what? Like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna spend it all on trajectory. I'm just gonna fly around, and and I spent like every penny of it. On, on, on like going away, yeah. but it was it was probably the best money that I could have spent, experience and, and the life experiences. Like a car's a car. Yeah. Like, but no, you know, you, you get wrapped up and stuff like that. No, but it, it's like it was a car, and I was like I'm so glad that I done that. Hundred percent. Yeah. This is the thing I try and say to the guys who are like uh, going over to Poland this weekend, or going out to Vegas for I don't know Worlds or something else, or California, or whatever it could be. And I'm like, regardless of the result. Get get like get your head out your ass for a second and just look around at where the fuck you are, are. right? And like you honestly, you take that moment for let's say a twenty year old, right? And you put it to someone in the UK, Wales, Scotland, or something like that. You are pretty much zero point one percent out of the whole fucking population who are there right now. Yeah, Yeah. like because no one else. Let's be honest, they're gonna be out the pub on a Friday night or Saturday night or just doing something else with that. Like they may there'll be a few people maybe in your circumstance, but it's so limited. Like. Go and enjoy it. Go yeah. and see. Go and travel. Go and speak to fucking yeah, weather. Go and enjoy never, never take it back. If they are, if they offer me the car or that, I'd be like, not that yeah. all day, yeah. everything, you know. But you can, you can never, you can never get it back. And then, you know, I always look at that now and I just think, that's meant to be counting me other day. It's like, and like hundred and twenty something like that. Like, and I was like, that's just nuts <laughs> to think. Like, you never get one. Have you ever worn them all at once? Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, but like I love to see like, that. Like, you can literally go and like, especially being in the masters. You know, you, you know, 
you, you know, you might might not have a lot of fights in your bracket, so you could come away with wins and losses, and come away with four oh, on, the, on the day. You know, does the, that mean you were there for Mark or his Nogi? Is that the same competition, the Nogi? Yes, yeah, something happened to me. I think. <laughs> his opponent pulled out. Like he was there at the event. Like yeah. was all game for it because he had a he, he had a um, he fucked up the first match basically in the gay went to do no gay and, and you know basically had won in the division. Um, the guy pulled out and then he basically got default gold and he was just like, what the fuck is this point? Yeah, yeah. I seen, seen, seen his first match. I can't remember who he fought. Who did he fight? I, I can't, can't remember. remember. I just know he's in the gate, didn't go to plan really. Yeah, I seen it. And he, like, he, like, he, like you could see like he was beating himself up. I was like, I don't want anybody getting no no gi back and like, like, and then I remember something happening and I think I watched the podcast then. You, you were yeah, talking, yeah. When he was talking about it and I was like, oh, that's what happened. Because yeah. I, I was a bit like, because you can ask him. So I, I win my gi division. There's no one in my no gi division. So I got the default gold, right? So I, I'm literally just, I'm hanging out to my ass from the night before. <laughs> the night before and I'm like, like, oh, just, just wait, grab his medal because of points, you're racking up points now. Like, take, take a medal for the points, go to the airport, go home. Like. And like, I jump on a scale, so I'm like a kilo over, <laughs> and I'm like I've got a red, uh, like a glass mark, like I'm gonna like stinking hangover, like, I got to run on the sports center just to make weight, not even to fight. And I'm like looking at Mark, I'm like I'm gonna lose his weight, and I'm not even fighting, like just you know. Get the points. So uh, I didn't, I, I, I didn't really know what was what was going on with it. And what's funny I'm is like, the other day when I got back, um, <laughs> when I got back, I saw my mother's like, oh, I look at the medal, so I saw that, and she went. 2022 on, yeah? <laughs> and I was like, what? I looked like that. <laughs> Ashley yeah. Bendel said exactly yeah. the same yeah. thing with her. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like, I will say to the IBJJF, my dad, my dad, because he sorts all his stuff out from his house, yeah. which is down in Cardiff, and um, he's like, oh, there's a, there's, a, there's a letter I got for you. And I was like, oh, what's that? Like, <laughs> I've never been registered at address. And it was two medals uh. so, from Dublin and with, the, with the, this year's right, date yeah. on. So I've actually got... Uh, an extra two up there <laughs> for free. So I was like, yeah, I'll chuck him in the gym. Ashley, if you're listening to this, then you can get your medal sorted out. Go and medicine. <laughs> yeah, they'll send it to you, Ash. Send yeah. it. Oh, God, that's hilarious. Who's it, Ashley Bendel? Ashley Bendel, Bendel yeah. She yeah, got yeah. exactly the same. She got given the wrong year on the medal. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know what to fucking do yeah. type thing. But I've I, I got to say, like, I, have, I work for the IPJJF sometimes, and, and like the, the medals they have left over is like, incredible, like, you know? <laughs> that's mental absolutely fucking but, um, mental yeah oh, so done the IBJJF stuff um, let's talk about obviously Polaris coming up that's obviously more yeah um, is it sub only for your match or is it no or? no just a gi match a gi match uh, gi match okay. yeah a 10 minute gi match and we got points involved with that I'm guessing I have checked uh, I have tried to look at it but I, I obviously you think of go over a day there is a thing you can look at but it's, I think it's no points for two and a half first two and a half minutes so I think they do like four periods yeah it's trying to get and then, uh, yeah but I, I, yeah. I also someone also said then, you know even if it's a bit of a stalemate which I shouldn't imagine is over 10 minutes, but like them first two and a half minutes still count. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, just go from it from the off, I think. Well, obviously, you've got a, a pretty sound opponent in terms of Andy Roberts, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I don't, like, uh, I obviously known his name for years, like, especially going to Airford and things like that, so all you see is like Andy Roberts patches and, you know, ne- never knew who he was and then, 
<laughs> it's like just two totally different ends of the spectrum. Like you, you tap him into YouTube and he's all over the place. You know? and he's like, well, knock him off. I've never seen him. Like, you know, he's fought everyone. He's well, he's got, he's got, a, he's got a dilemma. He's trying to research stuff on you. He's yeah, yeah, good luck, good luck, guys. Because uh, there's nothing out there. But <laughs> a terrible <laughs> game match on the floor. But uh, yeah, so, yeah, but looking forward to it. I'm yeah, excited. looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, I got, I got offered it back in May. Uh, my from Tommy messaged me, do you fancy a fight on Planet? And I was like, whoa, but at the same time, man, it was like, ah, you know, they, you know, they're going to be matching like loads of people and Planet had nothing to do in June. Mm. So I was like, ah, oh, you know, nothing's going to be, you know, I was like, who, who are they going to match me with? Like, you know, I was thinking like, like that's going to be interesting because like, I, even I could think of good matches to have with people. Um, <laughs> Like certain people, like my my weight, my age, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and, and I was like, oh, who, who are they going to think? And I, I didn't hear nothing. So, like, what weight are you exactly, sorry? So Light weight. So what's that in kilos? Uh, 76. Oh, okay, in a cool. gi. So uh, yeah. 74 kilos I have to be walking around. Mm. But this fight is, like he's a middleweight. I'm a lightweight. But I, I think the deal was that... Um, is 76 kilos in your pants on the day. Oh, cool. So, so you yeah, yeah, walk yeah, away, yeah. So, like, I think he has to cut down. I don't really know how big he is in size and stuff. But... Andy, if you need help, hit me up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sort the boy out. Hit me up, yeah. if you are watching yeah. this. Yeah, um, I, think, I think actually the other day he was advertising for uh, sponsors, so yeah, you can help him out. But, um, um, yeah, no, that's cool, man. He's looking forward to obviously watching that. Have you got, again, you're on the card with the GP, which is just looking fucking yeah, insane. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> it's, fu- it's funny to look back I say like looking back on the medals like I remember going to the first ever Polaris in Cardiff uh, St David's Hall the first one they ever done it was like um, I can't remember who was on it it was like AJ I think it was AJ Agazan uh, the Florida boy I, that is AJ that is mm. AJ isn't it? the Florida yeah. boy uh, I, to, I can't think it was off my head now but they, they, they were f- good, good guys like you know yeah. and I was like oh this is awesome like in Wales I was like I think I'm not sure if it's a blue or a purple belt, and then like four day to plus 25, which yeah. is, and it was like the biggest event for the day battle so far. And you're on there. And it's down the road. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the valleys too, so right, yeah, it's like sick. And then obviously they uh, chucked um, Aljamain Sterling back on, in the yeah, mix as well. I'll be honest, like nothing against Nathaniel Wood in the slightest bit. Like I, yeah. I just think it's a massive mismatch. If I'm honest, just yeah, I don't really know much about Nathaniel Wood uh, grappling wise, but like I just like if you've got a guy who basically was champion, right, uh, and he was known as the backpack, ideally for his jiu-jitsu and wrestling type thing, yeah, and you got someone who's I think he's slightly heavier than Nathaniel Wood, I think. Um, but anyway, is he black belt? Can I find out what? Or is I don't know. Like, oh, no. yeah. I just, but for everything I've seen of him, a lot of it stand stand up all the time, right? And I'm like, yeah. if you go against guys, because he's in the UFC, like, yeah, he's in the, the UFC, and, and so it's like he's got stand up all the time, and then you have got Aljo who is in the UFC, but is known for his fucking grappling all the fucking time, and then he's come out and doing a grappling show. Like, yeah. I might be just being swayed by all the biased media, of like how they're like taglining him and that type of stuff. But in my head, I'm like. The guy don't have to punch or kick anymore, and we've seen him fucking wrap up so many fucking people already. Like, yeah. Good luck to Nathaniel. I'm not trying to discredit him. Yeah. You're good, but you've got a big challenge ahead I, of you. <laughs> to be honest, I don't. I know he's in the UFC, and I, I only know Nathaniel Wood from watching him fight with Josh Reed from Tulare. Uh, I think, it, I think it was for the the world title. I think Nathaniel Wood was. I'm not sure if they were fighting for it or he was the champion, and Josh Reed come out and like. 
like he was like battering like Nathaniel Wood, like like tap man into YouTube. It's a hell of a fight. Yeah. Like, I, like I know Joe, I don't know him really well. I know him to say like to and stuff, and I was like obviously rooting for him. Like and he was like, I was like, why he's like he's gonna kill him now? Like you know, and then all of a sudden. The final world just like flipped around, banged him, shook him, and it was like it was like a total turn of events. And I was like, yeah. I was getting it for Josh. I was like, ah. But um, so that's all I know of Nathaniel Wood, really. But then, then he got signed for the UFC, so I was like, ah, you know, you, you, you've got to be good to be in the UFC, yeah, innit? Whatever. Exactly. You can't have whatever, like a poor standard of stuff. So it'd be like, it'd be interesting. The GP fucking circuit, I, I just can't get my head around. Shame, obviously, about Owen O'Flanagan going to have to pull out, unfortunately. Obviously, they've got a replacement for that, so he's had a knee yeah, surgery. Yeah, he come in, didn't he? And just wiped everyone up in the contenders. And yeah, you've got him as well. He's obviously a completely. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how he does because he's literally got nothing to lose. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah, mentally, yeah, exactly. he's in the best position Yeah, wouldn't it be funny if he just come and wiped everyone out now? <laughs> yeah, take them out. That would be hilarious. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah. So just do the Colin McGregor speech afterwards. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. what he wants. Be like, Matt Benyon, 50 Gs, baby. Or 30 Gs, baby. <laughs> Sit down and fuck whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be wicked. Yeah, but there's, uh, the, the, guy, the guy who I want like, to watch is, uh, I can't remember his, I can't pronounce his second, Roberto Jimenez. Jimenez. Yeah, Jimenez, yeah, I watched him. I was working for the IBJJF in London. He was sitting on the table with me, and um, they are like the, the top guys in the division. Like, and he's just in there, just wiping people out tonight. And he's mm. just sitting back down, smiling, laughing. Yeah. I was like, this guy's like super nice. cool. He's retired there, and I was like, like, who is this guy? He's funny. He's like singing his head off. It was br- brilliant. It's, so funny, like like, goal, it's yeah. funny how casual some of those guys look, right? In the sense that I think yeah, he, he's, he's, the world. Uh, he's the, I'm pretty sure the last time I, first time I ever watched him, he just had a t-shirt on, I think it was, and like knee, uh, just looked like surf shorts and knee pads, and that was it. And he was in, I think he was doing trials in Brazil at the time for ADCC. Yeah. And I'm like, who's this guy? He just looks like he just walked off the fucking yeah, street. Right? He, he had his headphones on. Yeah. And I don't know what he was listening to, but his singing is terrible. His <laughs> singing is terrible. <laughs> but uh, like, like he was just like full, like blaring away. And me and my mate are just sitting there like laughing, like thinking like, this guy's like bonkers. You know what uh, I mean? And he's going in and he's just wiping people out then. Man. So, yeah, uh, cool, he, had, he, had some, he had some good scraps on the last flow when I think it was Jacob Couch and stuff like that. I think those two went against each other. Yeah, yeah, and then Couch got the win just, and it was he like beat him, did he? Yeah, yeah, this was kind of Couch's year where he came out with it. I think it's a few years back and stuff, but um, yeah, again, like I said, he's obviously in the in the GP. You've obviously got is Kynan in it. Yeah, I always forget the names. I think you're Kynan Duarte. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think Kynan's in it. Um, um, you've oh, obviously got uh, Owen Livesey. Um, yeah, he looks a beast. He does. He does. Uh, I forget all the rest of the names. It's one of the Brazil kids that are coming. Bodini down. or but Bodini? Uh, oh yeah, G- uh, Giancarlo Bodini. Yep, he's down there as well. Yeah. It's a big fucking name there. I want to say one of the Brazilian guys. And I can't remember what his name is. Um, <sighs> Apparently, like, I can't, I can't, I, I mean, you looked at it to be fair, but it's, um, it's a Brazilian lightweight kid that's, like, looking good to a take, eh? I don't know who that is. I want to say it's the guy who does the whole fucking foot stomp thing. It's not Baby Shark, I know I'd that. Say, I know, you're about, about, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. him, is it? Yeah, yeah I, I think it's him, he's in it. It's, it's, yeah. Again, it's just, everyone's going to be, like, slating me in the comments, like, you can't remember a fucking yeah. guy's <laughs> name, he's a legend, and I'm like, yeah. leave me alone. Um, I'm even worse, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! But, yeah. Um, so yeah, mate, are we good? Is this your first time on Polaris, or is it first time on Polaris? Yeah, so yeah, it's, uh, it'll be it's funny to like the walkouts and stuff. But like, I'm used to like walking out in front of people and like fighting. You know, like I, like I said, like IBJJF, I was on, I've been on my own for years with a rucksack at four G seven, just <laughs> rucksack on my back, flying around on my own, shooting around. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> sports centers in the middle of nowhere. It reminds me a little bit of the story we got told about. Um, Rory from Pedro's. 
Rory, yeah, yeah. Uh, Black belt. And he, uh, yeah, he used to live in Brazil, didn't he? Is I, that the one? I don't know. Blonde, tall? No, darker, no. further away. Like he, he's, he's got um, the bank in Brazil. Oh, Rory, Rory. Oh, no, right, Rory. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, Rory, Rory. Yeah, Rory, Rory. Yeah. turned up to a Naga competition, like in his trade, years type thing, literally covered in like plaster. Like gets undressed, subs everyone, gets the Naga yeah, belt, beast, puts Rory. it all back on, and then just fucks back off. Like, yeah, yeah, he, he is. Like, <laughs> uh, he's. We gotta get him on it. Oh, when it comes to yeah, you gotta get him on when it when it comes to Peds Black Belt. He is like he's one of the best. Like, you know, he's like a beast. It's yeah. good. Yeah. It's good. Like both him Such and. Such a nice um, Rory and Matrix, both those two are like, Matrix, and, uh, yeah, yeah. first grade cropper basically of Pedro's by type of thing. So we want to try and get them both on at some point. Yeah, so, Matrix and Matrix is cool. He's, he's down in Torquay, talk, um, is he? No, he's kind of Bridgewater away, um, that sort of way. Yeah. Um, I always think he's further down than what he is. Because he's got an affiliation or he's got a club, uh, Elite Jiu Jitsu Somerset, um, down in Bridgewater. Uh, yeah. And then he's got Kaizen as well, which I'm not quite sure on the location, but it's like Shepton Mallet, that type of area, type, I think. Sorry yeah. if I'm fucking butchering this here, Nathan. Um, but yeah, around there. So yeah, we need to get both those on, to be fair, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, any funny IBJJF stories? Obviously, we've got the hangover one. Have you got any other <laughs> stuff? Any other ones? Or? <gasps> oh, Lord. It's there. Uh, yeah, brilliant. Uh, yeah, I look, I look back and I was like, because <laughs> we end up with so many people from from so many different places. Like, do you, well, I think about that one. Say, do you do you find that as you're a backpack, not say backpacking, but just going independently by yourself type thing? Were there other people doing the same thing as well? And you end up sort of like I don't know, like, like yeah, like, I try, I, but I try not to. I took like back back when I first started doing it. It was like, oh, he's from the UK. He's from the UK. And you have all the UK guys together. Mm. You know what I mean? And then you have like all the UK guys, all all like Spanish guys, and I was like. I've never been like that. I've yeah. always been like, ah, I'm like an everywhere kind of boy, do you know what I mean? So I'm like, so I'd go, I'd just go off and talk. Like I'd say, I like, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I have photos and stuff, but then I'd shoot off, you know, yeah. I didn't want to be in like with any one kind of click, yeah. one click. But um, I'm trying to think, oh, what was it? What was it? I was, just, I was just intrigued to see if like you had other like other people in your same sort of boat who were just traveling a lot. And yeah, but that, yeah, that's what, that's what I was thinking because. Back then, it was just me and my rucksack, but then it's turned now from taking a team. Really? You know what I mean? being, the, being the coach now, yeah. and you're taking a team now. And it, it's, it, so you're doing IBJJF, but it's different. You've got like, your kids with you. you, you the, 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 there's a, people that look at it. In that, it's like totally different end of the spectrum. Like, yeah. You've got to like, look after people now. Like, not look after people, but you've got, you know, everyone's got range flights. And, 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 <laughs> it's like, I remember Greg Creel saying to me, like, when, when I had started the gym, he's like, oh, good luck. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, like, I looked at him and I was like, you, you, did, you know, didn't sound like good luck. And I was like, you're going to have plenty of baggage now. And I, and, I like, and I know exactly what he means now. But this year, with a lot of guys, like, this is when I'm lucky. I get my IBJJF stuff paid for. Where a lot of guys, you know, they, they got extra mm. 200 odd quid to chuck on a bill. Uh, some, some can't do it. A lot can't do it. Families and stuff. So this year, I've been back to the backpack days. Really? Yeah, so it's like reverse for me. I'm uh, like back, my back, back doing it. things cheap, you know, looking yeah. at flights, buses, you know, like, like living like the jujitsu thing just to get cheaper for myself. Nice so that's man. cool. That's, so I'm like going back in reverse now. I'm back. That's cool. Back being me, yeah. Well, I have to ask them, what was the decision behind G7 then? Um, what was, what was when, when did you kind of make that point of saying, do you know what, I'm going to set up my own club and stuff? Because let's be honest, we said earlier, there's a lot of schools in Bristol at the moment. Obviously, a lot, yeah. are just obviously opened up recently in there type of thing. There's a lot of Pedro Black 
black belts who are setting up their own. Yeah, they've got talk, nah, they obviously cool, bank, yeah. you got rich and everything, that type of thing. So yeah. what made the, the decision to do yourself um, type stuff? It was actually my mate I was in, uh, I was in school with. I uh, come back from Brazil. And like, I, you know, not in a selfish way, but I was like, right, you know, that, this is what I'm going to do now. I'm going to do jiu-jitsu fighter kind of thing. And um, I come back from Brazil and my mate's like, Gav, will you start teaching in uh, the local boys club, which we always play football for when we was younger. Um, this area, just just that literally, just up the road there. And um, I was like, nah, you know, like, I'm not a teacher, I'm a fighter, like, you know, like, I'm too busy, like, you know, being, being a bit, not, uh, not pig-headed, but being a bit like, ah, oh, no, I'm too, bu- like, too busy kind of thing. Mm. And uh, I said to Wagner, and I was like, oh, like, Jamie wants to start teaching one, once a week up in um, the boys' club. So he's like, oh, go for it. He said, go for it. He said, you just will get better. You know what I mean? Like, you just start teaching. And I was like, ah, oh. so I, I started, and I literally started with a couple of guys on the mat. They're still with me now. They're still with nice. me now. But, um, like, it, it was, like, it was cool. And then he's like, oh, you've got to start teaching kids. And I was like... Slow down now. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, you got me teaching. You got me teaching, and you're like you're asking me to teach kids, and and you know what I mean. I was like at the time, I was like, damn, I swear all the time. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to teach kids. Like yeah. it's just hard work, and and like again, being a bit like I'm not doing it, a bit selfish of me in a, in a sense, like not knowing that what it could Good do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then um, yeah, so he's I was like, it went from there like. Like twice a week, I remember Wagon saying, "No, you're not doing twice a week. Once a week, you're doing it." Because I used to obviously still, I'm like a poop. Like for for Wagon as a sense, I was always pushed me, always helped me to do nice. stuff. Um, like, but in a way, he's like kind of losing the purple belt then as well. You know, like if I mm. go, so I'm like, he's like, he's like, "No, you can do one a week." So I was like, "Okay, that's fine." So I was doing it, I was building, I was building, the photos were going, and I went, I went training up. I was still training in Triorki, and then t- he turns around and says. Uh, you, you're ready for twice a week now. And I was like, oh, cheers. Like, and then, nice. yeah, I was like, doing it twice a week, growing, growing numbers, photos, you know what I mean? Like, it's a different area to where he is. It's only a couple of miles up the road, but you've got, you know, you've got people who's not going to come from down there, people who can't be asked about there. So I was like, and then I was like, you know what? I was like. One final sponsor shout out to the team at Inner Chimp. Inner Chimp is a brand name that really speaks to grapplers and fighters, one we can believe and relate to on a personal level. Inner Chimp is simply catchy, right? And with small tweaks can be your general gym wear and casual wear and rash guards like this for men, women, and children. Inner Chimp is ethically produced and has turned down cheaper production overseas to ensure this understanding that we only have one earth right which we need to look after this is at the forefront of their production decisions and we want you our listeners and viewers to have a sense of accomplishment in knowing that you are doing your part when buying their products inner chimp tees are 100 organic cotton their packaging 80 percent recycled cardboard and all of their products are designed to last their production and manufacturing is in the uk trying and aiming to be as eco-friendly as possible leaving close to zero global footprint but to put it simply inner chimp has a massive passion for the sport attention to detail and our planet in mind and always at the forefront of your own inner chimp Go check out their website, www.inner-chimp.co.uk or go check out their Instagram at inner underscore chimp. Thank you for your time. This could work, it's quite, and I was like, it was probably one of the most, um, you know, like when you say, you've got to take risks and stuff like mm. that, like to, to actually text Wagon and ask him, could I open my own club? So then I'm technically leaving. Yeah, how, is, how did that? It's not so much of, 
Um, like, you know, it's the fact that like he's losing a purple belt as well because he's obviously yeah. building, getting coloured belts as well. And you know, I was I, I was always there, always in chalk. I loved it. Do you know what I mean like yeah, help him out with the training, help him out with the teaching, help him out with the classes, mm. be a dummy. Do you know what I mean I just just loved being in that environment? Like yeah. And um, send that message. Like I wrote it out, and I'm like in my bedroom, <laughs> and I'm like looking at it, and I'm like checking spelling errors. Can I say something differently? Yeah, and I'm like, stuff. fuck, and I like, and I just went bang, send, fuck it. And I'm like, I was like, it's done now. How long? Did, how long like, did, you, uh, did you get a phone call? Did you get a reply? No, I had a message back. How quick? Go for it. Really? Like, yeah, that was uh-huh. it. And, oh, and it was awesome. such a relief. Such a relief. He's like, go for it. He's like, anything you need, I'll help you. Um, blah blah blah, and, and like, like obviously, why well, he's one of the boys, not, but I've always like looked at him kind of like a father figure, like always, yeah. always helped me out and, and supported me tenfold. Of the, That's and, nice to yeah, have that yeah. mentor. That, that yeah, and you know to just go, go, and like obviously I do the same with anyone from from now because of that. If someone said, "Oh God, I want to open, you know, open a gym," like blah blah blah, as long as it's not too close, I understand. I couldn't open one in Jockey. <laughs> but, it worked well because he's up the top. So you, you couldn't really come to the Ronda now because it's such a small place. And like, oh, I'm opening a jiu-jitsu gym because you've got Wagon up that end, me down this end, and everyone in between. Everyone over the years, they've Just all trained with us. Yeah. You know, it's, so it's, it'd be really difficult. I think even if it was Brazilian coming now, it'd be difficult to open <laughs> But um, I bet you probably have the same. Have you had guys go from one club to the other type of thing? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we've had... Um, <laughs> uh, like, we've had... One, I won't mention names. Like, we've had a couple of guys. Like, like they train in here. And then, like... They're in wagons. <laughs> and I'm like... No, they haven't even said all, oh, but but a lot of just training while well, they literally left and training there, yeah, and and just joined. And I'm like, like you haven't, like it's like rude, you know? You haven't even <laughs> said like, or oh, you haven't even explained the why. Then oh, I've been training with God, but you know, yeah. even if the times are different or the classes are different, or it's just, just there's yeah. no explanation. And I'm like, because <laughs> <laughs> I know with the, the same team, and we still look at each like the same team. Yeah, uh, it's good to be like competitive against each other. Like when we go, like you know, we still uh, be competitive against each other. But we, I, he, I, they is might he Pedro team, Best affiliate or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah Pedro Best. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so I look at him as, and, and a lot of guys, a lot of guys who train you, they only train you. They've only jujitsu them is you in this building. <laughs> That's it. Doesn't go no bigger. But like a lot of them still like. Understand that I trained with them boys longer than I've owned this gym. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so like you know the respect in our sense and and like you know I'm like loyal to yeah. to Wagon to Pedro like yeah. it, it, only because they've helped me so much. Mm, so I mean that everything I wanted to do, they haven't gone. No, you're not doing that. I think if anyone listening, I think if you do move from one gym to the other, I can guarantee you. Obviously, Gav will just literally message Wagon and be like, "What's this guy doing? Starting to hear talk." Yeah, yeah. You know I'm talking about you. Don't care. <laughs> you but, know who you are. But the shoe <laughs> yeah, fits. you know who you are. Uh, but, yeah, uh, son. Yeah, uh, but you, you get a lot of guys like skipping around, you know, but they, but they like. Oh, like phases, you know. One minute they would want to do jujitsu, next minute they want to do MMA, next minute, and they're never gonna. It's never gonna. Uh, I've, I've had that with a few clients before, where they wanted to do, they wanted to be a heavyweight boxer, right? I'm like, right, okay. You come from a family of boxers, that type of thing, right? I'm like, right, find no problem. Then all of a sudden it's like, actually, I want to do MMA, 
I was like, all right, cool, no problem, we can do that type of thing. Well, actually, I just want to do Muay Thai because he trains at a Muay Thai club. And I'm like, right, okay. Or now I want to be actually super heavyweight, not heavyweight. And I'm like, right, okay. Oh, no, I want to be back to heavyweight. Bro. And it's just like, make your fucking mind make up. Make your mind up. And like, it sounds stupid, but like, rather than it being like the flavor of the month, sometimes I found that he, this individual was getting pressured by his father, who was a heavyweight boxer previously, right. like at a professional level. And it was like, don't live like a shitter version of your dad's life, right? Because yeah. you'll never be as good as him yeah. because that's his life, right? Yeah. You'll only have a shitter version of it. Yeah. You need to live your own life, your own life do and them. where you want to go. So yeah. if you want to turn around and say, do you know what? I'm going to do Muay Thai. Don't let your dad influence you and say, oh no, it's not a real sport. It should be boxing or something like this type thing. Mm. Yeah. But you get it all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like you get yeah. some people come in, leave. They, they, they think they can hack it again, and they go again, and yeah, all that type of stuff. You like, can't stop and start with it. That's what that's what I've noticed. Like like people are always like in the beginning, like ah, oh, just do jitsu, do jitsu. But I, like I could never stop it because I think it was it's such an odd thing to get back into. I just can't like not get obsessed with it. Like yeah. that's the stupidest thing. Like my wife said, like you, oh, this is all you ever look at and focus on. I'm, like, I'm really not interested in the fucking news. I'd yeah. rather watch I don't know fucking Gordon Ryan versus someone like which I haven't seen before for a reason. Like, oh, what's going on here? Like, I've never seen this before. Yeah. And just sat there. And like, don't get me wrong, to the average person, like, you're just looking at two people on the floor, like, trying to cuddle each other. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. there's details of this I'm trying to pick up on type now type thing. So yeah. don't worry about it. But, yeah. But for the same feel, like, it's living now, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's money. If you can make money from something that you love doing. Definitely. Um, so did you open up before COVID or after COVID? Or? We, was open, uh, we was open before. Um, like I said, we've been in there five, coming up to six years now. Oh, so you probably had a good couple of years of building things up and everything going yeah, well. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And, and, and the guys are great, you know, like, you know, we have loads of guys in and out, but I have a solid base. Base. And I think, and, and, and it's, I think with jiu-jitsu it's about growing your base. Like, like, although you've got a lot, having loads of students is great, you know, and money coming in, but you need that base growing. And as long as you've got that growing steadily, mm. like, you know, like... You don't have to worry about the churn. Yeah, your base might be six. Now, now your base is eight. Mm. Now your base is ten. Yeah. You know, it might take ten years for that, but then that base is always going to... You know what I mean? They turn into coaches and... Exactly. Yeah. And it's that you don't have to worry about the churn of, like, two in, two out versus three in, yeah. or, like, three and out my and be- two My in best or- mates who I grew up with, you know what I mean? Or, you know, back in the day, you know, you never think, like, you'd all be doing jiu-jitsu. They, 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 they coach you now. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, you've got like Dafty's that Dafty's like my one of my best mates. I'm uh, Ron, the other one, he, he's you know, he just teaches the kids but he's air solid with them and mm. so it's it, it's brilliant. It's nice brilliant. man. That's good. Fortunate to have that. Um, gonna have to ask them. Obviously, with it being the podcast, so I sometimes get out with the change of weight categories, but because you haven't really changed weight categories, there's nothing much. So, um, yeah. what do you do with your sort of diet then? Do you obviously have much structure to it? What do you do? Obviously, if you're competing quite a lot, there must be a little bit of focus on it for recovery purposes. And yeah, stuff like I that. train. I, uh, I train a lot. So, like, and, and I'm, I'm quite not like lean, skinny. You know, I always like kept weight off like you know I wake up in a while and just like straight to the toilet you know mm. like I've always been like I'm lucky in that sense but the older I've gone now I've realised that what you put in your body will help with recovery and stuff like mm. just because I feel them aches and pains more than you know someone in their 20s like yeah. but um, I've, I've always like ate what I wanted and never thought too much about it but Sometimes then I have to cut weight, like I said, like you have to, you have to get it back into that like yeah. bracket. 
um, then I'll curb my eating, eat healthy. But now I try and eat healthy a lot because I realise it's recovering me and I can go longer. I can what, gas. What's healthy in your opinion? Like I said, no right or wrong answer. It's um, just, again, some people's view are completely different. I just, different. like, yeah. I'm not into, like, like, like uh, I don't know, like, vegan or stuff like that, but I, I eat meat, I eat fish, I eat vegetables, I mm. eat fruit, uh, I eat oats, you know, and I just have a big mix, oh, mix up of that, yeah. like, you know? Uh, water, water is yeah. like, a massive thing. Like, you know, people don't realise, like, but it's like... No. It's mental. It's like honestly, mental. average person in in a, in a class, let's say, doesn't even have to be comp class or anything like that. You're gonna lose a kilo easily, yeah. right? Unless it's fucking freezing, fucking cold, and it's like no heat at all, like especially in the summertime type thing. It's like you're dropping over a kilo easily, yeah. type of thing for everyone, type of stuff. So, no, that's interesting. So, have you always kind of done these sort of food groups quite often throughout most of your life? Would you say prior? Yeah, to pretty much. Oh, don't get me wrong. On the weekends, and when you, especially if you're going on benders, like you're just eating junk food, McDonald's. Like you know, stuff like that. That I've cut out, but I think that's more. I've cut that out. Like living the lifestyle. It's just money it. saving. It's interesting. You know, you know money saving. Like yeah. Bit, like I'm tight. Like that. I'll, I'll hold back on. Like everyone knows me. Like oh, I, don't, I don't spend money on it. But but I. And I spend money when I'm away and stuff, then. Yeah. so like that gives me that leeway. Yeah, whatever you want to choose your money, money to be spent on. Yeah, but, thing. yeah, you know, but like last. I only say since, like, like, especially since black belt, I've totally like, look, like, like you, I go to tournaments and I have, to, I have, you know, you're in a bullpen and you're like, what do you do for, you know, what do you do for work? And they're like, I do jujitsu. Like, you know what I mean? And you're like, you know, everyone, you know, just got like schools and, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, right, this is how it is. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, you know, if if you want to have that. And you want to have that life. Go make you sacrifices. Have to, you have to make the sacrifices, yeah. yeah. I think I heard a phrase the other day which was if you want to be good at something, you also got to be prepared to be shit at something. Yeah. And that's it. And that and then, I think this person said that I wanted to be a good father, but a good businessman, but it means obviously I thought she had to sacrifice the time with my wife and my partner to yeah. do that type of thing. Yeah. And it was like the idea being I have to be good at something, but I also got to be prepared to be shit at something. Or again, it could have been not as much contact with my friends. Like, yeah. and it's just that priority. Or you could something. be not that good at that. And, and, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, yeah. It's like, what do you want? What do you want to You got to pick and choose. Do it? Yeah, you got to yeah, pick and choose. Yeah, yeah, so no, that's interesting. So some people do sort of fall into that category, should I say, of like falling into good habits, which may come from parents and stuff like that in terms of food groups and things like yeah. this, in terms of like, meat, fish, vegetables, like water, and that type of jazz type thing, fruit and veg type thing, and never really have to worry about it. And I think sometimes that we don't realize how much of an impact like our upbringing has on terms of like our food choices, in terms of what is normal, what is not type of thing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, obviously again, some, I imagine you've had some people, oh, God, you've never seen to put on fucking weight or have to worry about this type of stuff. But yeah, yeah. I think it's just the case that you've just, done the same sort of thing for quite some time and luckily it's just falling into the right bracket of what it needs to be yeah yeah i do i do i do keep weight off easy but like i said if i drink mm. if i drink alcohol uh, you know like every weekend even if there's a couple of cans or whatever they'll just, like my frame will just i'll just i'll have a gut you know and, and i'm like it's just not worth Drinking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not a pain. We'll know to pretty drink quickly that. when Gav gets interested in the absolute all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How's the beers yeah. going, mate? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that'd be hilarious. But nah. But then, 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 that's the funny story. So, the IBJF, the amount of big guys I fought, 
is like stupid. Yeah. Like, like guys, there's like like 140 kilos. Like, are you like, done a few absolutes? Have you then? Yeah. All the absolutes. Oh, I, since I've been black belt, I've I've cut them out because I I, I try and. I think like you know you come up like fourth fourth degree black belt it's like 140 kilos like you got you know it's like you know because like as as a sport generally it's it's like you know it's a sportsmanship but you still get people who will who will 100 percent do yeah you know and 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 I and I, I, I was like ah, you know like chill out a bit now you're in you're in a big pool now mm. so I've stopped doing it but purple belt. <laughs> I've literally been like walking on mats, like looking opposite the mat and just burst out laughing. Like, Here we go. Here we go. Uh, 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 I always remember blue bells in Bristol Open. And, uh, I, I don't know if he still trains, but his name is Julio Almeida. And he was mad. And I said, to, and the guy comes up to me and he's like, doing the brackets. And he's like, do you want the good news or the bad news? I was like, good news. He's like, you got to bite in the next round. I was like, ah, oh, tidy. He's like, I said, what's the bad news? Anyway, you're fighting him over there. <laughs> <laughs> I looked over, he's like the biggest guy in the pillow. Uh, I was like, how heavy you? And he's like, 140 kilos. <laughs> I was like, well, if I take you back, I'll choke him out, right? <laughs> I like la- laughed at him and he's like, yeah, maybe you will. But uh, yeah, he just literally sat on me for five minutes. <laughs> well, the coach yeah. is there. Bridging yeah. the high stand up, you'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> but like you said earlier, with uh, the the ultra heavyweight and the open bracket, like you get some big tools. Oh, like, we, you know, we, we've said and, this and a few like, times. Like honestly, like the ultra bracket, you just don't know what the fuck's going to turn up. Yeah. Like but there's one guy I always talk about, um, and I'm sure you won't mind me saying this, is that he's about 120 kilograms lean, fucking big guy, six foot two, uh, and uh, went into the ultra bracket one time, came up against an ex rugby rugby league player, and he said he felt like a child. Yeah. Right. Same sort of height, same sort of build, but just different world of athleticism all of a sudden. And it's yeah. just like, you just don't know. And I'm like, having that as a variable, if you're going into an absolute bracket, fine. That's your, you know what you're signing up for, yeah. right? If you're in the ultra bracket, not saying there's anything wrong with it. Like if you're built, you're happy to deal with it and you've come to, not say got, got over those demons type thing. If you're happy to accept that you do not know what the fuck's going to turn up in front of you and you're just going to do your best, yeah. fine. However, I think we said this off camera, if it's your first ever competition and you're kind of close to that super heavy bracket, I would recommend getting down quickly. <laughs> yeah, get down quick. Uh, get it yeah. down. Um, yeah. Because that's what I noticed with the brackets as well. Like, like I'm a lightweight and you see some guys in my division and they're like, they're like, they're like six and a half a ton. I'm like, oh, we always use possibly seven, <laughs> six kilos. But then, you know, and then every, like, and then featherweight then, I could possibly cut the featherweight and you think, oh yeah, I'd be stronger, but I think I'd be weak. I this, think I'd be weaker. It all depends on the weighing structure, which is obviously a hot topic with ABCC announcing that news at the moment, yeah. that type of yeah. thing. And I, I said, obviously, I did a little post on this. And I think the, the reality behind it is that people will take advantage of it. People are still doing stupid weight cuts away and walk on IBJJF. Well, I'm sure you've heard of plenty of stories of people being like, oh, I've been in the sauna for like six kilograms yeah, to make weight yeah, and all this fucking jazz. Don't do like, that. Just yeah. no fucking point. But now all of a sudden they have it. It's not morning, day before weighing like an MMA fight. But it's the evening, obviously, you've still got time to rehydrate. Now, I'll be honest, like some of the athletes that we had who are going over there at the moment, who uh, we had plans to manipulate their weight the week of the, this week of the fight so they can come in, weigh yeah. in, absolutely fine, not have any detriment to them. We've not, say, completely done a complete uno reverso on it. We've just said, 
right, you've got the, if you can get over to the evening or your flight times, we're going to take full advantage of this, right? Because if we just chip away a little bit of sweat at you, yeah, and yeah. then rehydrate you with plenty of time, you'll be fine, right? Because we're talking like two, three kilograms, not that much at yeah. all, right? And plenty of time to rehydrate. Two, three kilograms of like weigh-in walk-on can play an effect on you, right? Which is the difference here. Yeah. But where you're weighing in between what, eight and 10, they're gonna to have to redo the weigh-ins obviously the next morning, which is gonna be between eight and 10 the following morning. So you've then potentially got 12 hours to rehydrate and refuel properly, yeah. right? Two, three kg, easily done, right? So we've yeah. done a complete different change of plan for these people just to get this sorted and everything. Yeah. Probably helped, I probably should have bought myself a sauna over there if we went out to everyone at the same time, make some money, um, or get some shares in a sauna over there type of thing. Um, but yeah, like those are the type of things which should change all the time. But it's the same thing what you mentioned with your weight, should we say. like. If the weighing structure was different, right? So I think Pilates should have day before. I no, day, day, same day. Is it same, same day? day yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so if the weighing structure was different and you could have day before weighing, I'd say to you, look, as long as you're aware of what to do and how to do it properly, rehydrate, refuel properly, crack the fuck on. Yeah, cut use down. it to that advantage, cut down. But again, it's it, it's all depending on the circumstance of it. Like if you're 15 kg overweight, yeah, it, you can't bank on just doing just that alone type thing. You're gonna yeah. have to do some extra work. If you're marginally like overweight, the category, then fine. Then look, I'd try and say like, just keep as much food as you as possible type of thing. Um, but again, yeah, it's all about context. Within IBJJF stuff, you can do bits on the fight week without it making too much of an impact on your weight. Again, three, between two and four kg, should we say. Um, on the fight week without you like under fueling yourself, right? Yeah. And, uh, and dehydrating yourself type of thing. But you don't want to be heavily reliant on it all the time because it's not the best type of fueling, if that makes sense. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, all a bit complex. Sorry, mate, complete tangent there. Let me just waffle no, around. No, no, it's... it's, it's <laughs> um, right, some of the questions, obviously, we ask uh, all of our guests. So yeah. once you've got one of your many goals, <laughs> what's the uh, post-comp food ritual? What are you going for? What do you, what do you look for? After, after the comp? Yeah, when you've got the, you the goal around your neck. I'll drop coffee if you're about. I'll drop coffee, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially, like, if, um, you know, sometimes you're, you're hard to get in or they full or what have you, but if you're in Lisbon or, you know, uh, it's a bit of a treat then, it's like, nice. oh, I've got to do the hard rock. Hard rock, rock. And what's, what's the order? Um, the ribs, I always do ribs. Yeah, always ribs. ribs. yeah. Nice. Yeah, because I, I, I don't get to have a match, you know, there's not many hard rocks, so there's, there's an hard rock. There's <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there one in London? Uh, I think it's, it's probably, it's, probably one in London, London. Yeah. it's got to be. Yeah, but, um, yeah, or... Your typical, like, it's a bit Dublin, it's like TGIs. Yeah, it's not too okay. far from the comp. This is like nice. TGIs. Uh, TGIs are hard work. Yeah. All right, that's the unique like one. The sesame chicken. Is it sesame chicken? Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Nah, that's good. But any junk, any junk food, you're going straight to straight it. Straight for it. Yeah. Nah, I love that. Uh, what's an unpopular jujitsu opinion that you have? An unpopular jujitsu opinion. So the ones we've had is like pulling guard is okay, uh, wrestling doesn't work, uh, single legs don't work, that was another one. Uh, other pulling guard is okay. Yeah. Like, like we we, we back and uh, that's just my easy route out there. But I, I glanced at that because um, back, like we grew up, not grew up, but we, we got taught the mentality: you pull guard, you like you don't pull guard, you take guard. <laughs> that's you, why I got taught by my MMA club. Score like, the points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like why are you pulling guard? Yeah, and that that was it for for years. And then um, I ended up wagon's gonna laugh at this now, but I ended up. Rolling my wagon, ripped my knee, which ended up over time worse, you know. But at the time, I was like, I was like, what, what am I going to do? Because like, my legs hurt in. 
And I, and I was like, what, what do I do? And he's like, pull guard. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you tell me. <laughs> yeah. he's like, and, and I was like, I can't. And he's like, you're going to have to. You know, like, you know, but that got me good at pulling guard because, like, like I can get to, like, pulling guard, like, like I had to, because my leg was literally on some some tournament. You know, I go for some weeks, my leg's fine, and then some weeks, then I couldn't walk on it. Do you know what I mean? Like, Jesus. you can ask anyone who knows me, I'd be moaning about their wins and about they never go and get it done. For four years, I had it, and I when I actually went and seen about it, I'd rip my meniscus, and I'd had it for years, like, and I didn't even know. <laughs> but like, you know, your adrenaline's going, you don't feel it. But yeah. then some tournaments, I'd be in a tournament. Like, my legs, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't, wouldn't be able to, I'd be holding off and I'd be like, my legs popped. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, pulling guard, 100%, because I can I get, I get answer to that. And now my guard pulling is good because, you know, that's, that is part of my game as well, pulling guard like, into the sweep, into the tacks and stuff. But I'll give too much away, like, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, you know, but, but that got that end of it good for me when I'm normally like, wow, in bush, you know, and I couldn't do that. I couldn't. Push off my leg. It's interesting. It's so, kind of it's kind of a bit of a relief for me. So I've got um, it wasn't I thought it was an MCL tear. Um, basically, the tendons in the back of my hamstring that they slightly wrap around the front of the knee, very very tight, and so I couldn't straighten my leg. I think it was last Monday after an open mat from like yes. three little pops, literally nothing of it, and I was like carrying on the rest of it. It's like what the fuck's this all about? And I was like, right, okay. So it's kind of forced me being obviously a bigger guy. Like everyone's like, you don't pull guard against bigger guys type thing. You get smushed, and so obviously being the bigger guy, that's the mentality that comes into it. Yeah. Um, I was like, right, well, I'm gonna have to play fucking guard now, right? And don't get me wrong, I'm not any expert leg locker in the slightest bit, but I'm like, right, I'm now put in a position where I'm like, okay, cool, we'll just play around with this, and it's forced me to then put myself in the position more, yeah. rather than be like, go to my aim game, take them down, pass, side control, all that type of stuff, type of thing. So yeah. it's quite useful for that, but. Um, but with 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 open weights as well, and like I, that would be my downfall. When I, when I was so good, like I come out like and it's a it's a good way of getting to the floor quick. It's like it's like standing on messing on grips and like pulling guard banging on the floor. Let's go, like it starts then, you know. So it's, yeah. it's like you can cut that rubbish out and all, all the, the nerves are standing up. But then like I get like you said, bigger guys. Like I still have that mentality. I'd come out and I'd be like, oh, and I'd be like. Ah, oh, I should have done that. <laughs> You're in trouble now when you just like stuck under the bottom. I'm like, why, why are you into us? So I had to like switch our mentality and try and go, you know, to the back and stuff like that. Yeah, I went for a phase and I haven't done it for a little while, so I'm competed for a bit. But um, just putting everyone, all the big guys into single leg X, but like pulling into it like Gordon does. And you see their face, like, what the fuck's going yeah, on? What should we like that? that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there we go. Um, yeah, that's also a fun one. Uh, what is something that, um, tell us something about yourself that your jiu-jitsu students don't know about you? Some of my jiu-jitsu students don't know about me. That's difficult, that is. Uh, Take your time. Yeah, because I, 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 I throw me out of because I, some of them don't know about me. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, because we, we are quite, quite close as well. So, you know, the, what have they done? What have they done over me? Probably, probably what we was on about earlier on, that like, at Blue Belt, I stopped competing. Yeah. I wouldn't compete. That's probably, you know, thinking, it's probably loads, but off the top of my head, because they, they look at me, they, well, I hope they look at me, but I, some of them look at me like, like I'm just like, you know, kind of like just do it, just bang, 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 no, no switch off at all. Like, but they probably don't actually know that at Blue Belt, I didn't 
and at white belt, I didn't win a fight. That's interesting. Yeah, That's cool. so, uh, yeah but but like, cause a lot of like I said, a lot of guys have been with me for years, so they know all this. But uh, but like the new guys, new new guys, mm. like like I said, Bruce Bella didn't even compete. I was too scared to compete. Not scared to compete. They just didn't want to have. Didn't that. want to go into work again on a Monday morning. Like, oh, how do you get off? And you know, they all you know, it's like the boys in the bank down there. They'd be like, oh, you lost again. Like, you shouldn't be doing that. You know what uh, I mean? Like, oh, blah blah blah. And it's, the thing is, like, I say the alpha mentality, but that fucking banner, like, there's only so much you can fucking take before after a while it starts to push you away from it. Do you know what I mean? You're just like, maybe yeah. they are right. Because you start believing them. Yeah, yeah, you, you start I mean? yeah, you start believing them. And it's like, ah, oh, do you know what? Yeah, they're right. I'm in my 30s, blah, blah, blah. And then, but then once you break past that, like, yeah. no, no one even says, like, oh, everyone's think, like, oh. I think the funny thing different. about those guys is that none of them have ever been in a probably scrap. Yeah, they've never life. had a fight before. They're like, like and they're like, oh yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's that whole scenario. And like, again, even my own friends, they're like joking, like, oh, what, what happened with this competition? What happened there? Type thing, or what? And, it go, and the thing is, they'll joke about it and they're absolutely fine. But again, I look at them, like, none of you, like, I could give them like a two strike white belt and they'll get fucking smashed. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, they'd have yeah. no fucking chance, type thing. But, yeah. Uh, it's good for them to, like, yeah, I'll take this, just, they, they'll never get it either. No. You know, unless you're doing jujitsu, like, they, they just don't, they won't get it. Yeah, you should have seen their faces. You just, you just win and all you lose. When we went to the Lake District for a little holiday and stuff, and I popped into a couple of gyms up there type thing, and they were just looking like, you're going to go off for an hour just to go and cuddle some people and get hot and sweat? I'm like, yep. And they're like, why? I'm like, you just don't get it. Like, until you do it, you just yeah. will never understand. Like, I don't care if they're strangers or not, if I know them or not type thing. It's just going to be like, wicked, go in, have a blast, have a bit of fun and just see what the fuck happens. And I get to yeah. switch off for an hour, an hour and a half type thing. I have to think about anything else other than what the fuck's in front of me. So. Yeah, and that's the advice I give to Dean the other day when he said, uh, you know, what do you think about competing? And I said, like, if you're not bothered about losing, go and do it. Yeah. Because like, like I said to him, I said, I would rather, I said, if I'd seen someone who had 10 jiu-jitsu matches and won them all, or I seen someone who've had 100 jiu-jitsu matches and lost them all, I'd probably be more thinking of the guy who've had 100 matches because like, he's he like, super experienced, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, like, exactly. So I, well, this like, is I what, I've said this a few times, Tom Schauder said this to me before, um, and he said that you winning gold is good, right, which is fantastic, but you're not necessarily going to learn anything, Yeah. right? you just learn that you beat everyone on that day and that's it and that your techniques are good, right? But in actual value for you going forward, you want to lose because then to some degree you then go, right, my defense is fucking shit out of triangles at that late stage or yeah. uh, my back control is absolutely horrific. I was winning the match and then lost the back and then went from there. And it really highlights those holes in your game really much more quicker yeah. um, rather than just trying to be perfect all the time. Yeah. yeah so yeah. makes a big difference there. Um, cool, right, uh, well, what would you like? Do you like our staple question first or do you want the mystery question first? What would you prefer? <laughs> Let's go mystery question. Mystery eh? question, right. If you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ah. <laughs> I don't know if the ribs have given it away, but... <laughs> no, it wouldn't be ribs. Probably if I could eat one meal for the rest of my life. Oh, this is gonna sound so boring, but uh, but like I eat this like every day. <laughs> it's like uh, avocado, boiled eggs on toast. You don't have for the rest of your life. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if I had to choose what I was gonna eat, because like that's one thing that I can eat every day and that I eat every day. Yeah. Like I put it into my diet every day, and I don't. I always. You love it. I don't know if it's when I wait to eat it and I'm yeah. hungry. Yeah. But I always love it. Yeah, yeah, always love it. Yeah. 
Love that, man. That's yeah. good. Cool. Uh, so, final staple question that we ask everyone, obviously, for all together with this is what, and I think we might have even covered this already, oddly enough, um, what failure do you cherish the most? No, I can answer this easy. That's easy, Alice. Um, when, I, when I was um, at a purple belt and I had the, the, the car thing, mm-hmm. spend the money, I'd um, spend a hell of a lot of money on jiu-jitsu and a lot of losses. Like, like I said, my old man had helped out the thing. But I was in Munich, I always remember it, and I, and I uh, got beaten. And I remember, go, I remember going to the changing rooms and I was like, like, you are shit at this. Like, like this, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. you're spending all this money, like, you can't, you know what I mean? You can't. Like I said, a lot of it would be like 2-0. Like, they sweep you at the end. You know what I mean? Or vantage point. And it, yeah. it's like so, like... Infuriate. And I was like, what are you doing? I was like, I was literally standing in the middle, looking at myself, and I was like, what, you've wasted, like, all this. Like, like you know, you, you, know, you could just be, you could have your car, blah, blah, blah. And then, Tre- you know Trevor Birmingham? Mm. Yeah, from, I think, he's, I mean, he's well. Alex Susan, he believe, I think yeah. he's, got own, he's got his own gym. Um, he come in, uh, in the changing room, and he's like, you are, you are like that? Like, he, like, he probably doesn't know this, like, but, um, I was like, ah, oh, yeah. He's like, do you want to come over for a cup of coffee, like? And I, I was like, yeah. And I said, I said, I'm just had enough of it now. I said, I, 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 I mean, I said, just get on my tits. I said, can't, you know, we're flying about. And he said, go out there. He said, just fucking relax. He said, do you know what I mean? He said, go out there and f- have fun. Have fun. He said, just enjoy it. And then I went out, and it was it was one of them turning points, where I went out for the nogi, mm. and I went bam, 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 foot locked everyone, gold. And I couldn't believe it. Like that, like that, that'll stick with me for the rest, for the rest of my life. I was like, do you know what? Was it Munich? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Munich. No, it was Berlin. I'm trying to think. It was Germany. No, I say, not Munich. I think I was with Dafty, and um, I was on my own there. So I'm thinking Berlin. Berlin, I went on my own. Yeah, it must have been Berlin. And. Uh, yeah, it was just just total turnarounds. Do you know what I mean? I was like back on it, and I was like, and I started catch a train with him. But it was funny because I drank a cup of coffee with him, and then he put me overweight. So I go, I went back, and he's like, <laughs> "You joking?" He's like, "You better go and run fast." And I was like, "You just took me for coffee, and you put me overweight." You know? and I, I like I like laughing, and I think that I'm to lose that weight, like chill me out a bit, took my mind off it. I went out, and he was like. Like I was like jumping down, grabbing a footlock. He didn't even seem on, and I was like bang, and he was like ah, and I'm like. What? You know what <laughs> next one, same again. And I was like, third one, bum. And I was like, do you know what? Like, like that's, like, in my I'm head, a, I was I'm like, leg wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't even do leg locks. Like, like, I couldn't, I, like, I couldn't, I could never, like, finish them. And I was like, that's mad. Like, you know, and you know, I was like, buzzing, buzzing with myself. Like, it was just, like, it just made up for everything that I'd, yeah. that I'd gone through. I, like, money back, and I, like, like, I look at, like people have, um, they have like inspirations and like, you know, they might look at like um, Gordon Ryan for that example, yeah. Gordon Ryan, Andre Galvao, they're the great, you know. Mm. I, like in my, in my jiu-jitsu, like the, the, the people I hope inspire me like are real, like obviously I know Terry and people like I had to speak to, but it, it's like Trevor Birmingham as well. Like I used mm. to look at him and I get like Trevor Birmingham and I mean, he, he might not. He might be in his fifties now, right? But he's like, like just hardcore, you know. He's out there competing, just like mad, like, like any weight division, and it's just like, like, like inspiring. Like it used to inspire me back in the day. I was thinking, like, yeah, yeah that's that, that's why you want to be that mentality again. Um, 
you're massive. BJJ, he's like, he's like a world champion now. He's like in the top three in my, my division, but I know him to talk to, and he, like he's just, just talking, they're just inspiring. I mean, and you know him. They, you know, they, they're just real guys. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's, 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 it's the people who aren't there's, there's missing. There's a few, yeah. People aren't in front of the camera. Yeah. And I think, I know we talked about this off there a little bit, about how unfortunately in the IBJJF world, they're just not getting as much social media presence. I think they're upping it a little bit, which yeah. is good, but it's not the case of like, Again, one of the shows that we work with is Grapple Fest, for example. On the yeah. night, they're chucking out live reels of like highlights and stuff like this. I'm sure you probably see Mark's one, obviously, from the last Grapple Fest, like Mark Hibbard. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. From there. But that's like happening on the day of the event type thing. Yeah. Of, like all these type of things. Unfortunately, these guys just aren't keeping up with it. You're getting like TV camera screens like that are getting knocked off wobbly or an angle type thing like this. And it's yeah. just that you're not getting yeah, as many Yeah, but it, like, there's on. so many guys out there who are just like, who are, who are the real. real. Yeah, and they're savages, you know? And, and like, like, like you're in there and it's like, like, uh, uh, like even Fergal, like Fergal's in my division now, like a black belt, you know Fergal from Ireland? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, 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 like I always say, the first ever time I met him was in a tele seminar and he's like, like to look at, he's like a really like complacent guy, like chill out guy, really, you know. And like he like he just like murdered everyone in the room, like, you know. And I'm like, who's this? Who's this guy? Like who is that? Who is that guy? Like you know what I mean? Like there's just people like that about the people don't know, you know what I mean? Like do know, but you know there's so many real people that yeah. has inspired me on my jujitsu that you know, I, like people don't. No, they do know I'm obviously they're well known, but not yeah. you think but they're not like I said front yeah. of the camera. Like, yeah, it's... but like I'm not staring at like Gordon Ray and think, oh, I want to be like him or, or you know like. I think it's a big yeah. shout out to the workhorses. I think of of the jiu-jitsu scene who are turning up to all the competitions. Yeah, and grinding out, doing grind any out, weight, doing whatever. Do, you know, not caring what division, who's in the division, not not looking at division and thinking, oh, there's only two in here, or there's only three in there. Just going in, yeah, and just gritting it out. That's yeah. it's the one thing I can never get my head around is that some people love to sit in masters, right? For whatever reason or another. And like, there's more, there's more, let's say, two people in masters or they got like, I don't know, a 10 man deep bracket and adult, let's say. Yeah, yeah. appreciate it's completely different levels of IBJJF. But I'm like, I'm just gonna do the adult, right? Like, I don't want to have a match with someone yeah. that like, uh, oh, it's one and podium type of thing. I want to have a fucking like scrap with a few people and then like work my way through the trenches and such and then get to that podium and go, yeah. I've earned the spot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Not just... like, like I started as master, so. Like I started jujitsu as, as yeah, a master, so I, 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 and like when I was um like oh, like I said, the only comps we had there was like Aerofoot back in the day. You'd have like like the likes of Jack Shaw, um, who was, who was in a Chris Edwards, uh, Chris Tetley. Like it's always been the same. All of us being the same division. They're a lot younger, you know. And I, I, I like I got I think I was like 33, 34, and I I just remember like thinking like like they they just got gas for days. You know what I mean? Like like days and days. Like you know you notice that kind of changes like. But then again, then you have been in masters. It doesn't make no, doesn't make no difference because they like they like again. You could be up against like third, fourth degrees who've been black belt since the twenties. You know, it could be like ten times world champion. It's like it's such a such a vast pool. Yeah, so there's an uh, argument with like, like I can have a ten minute fight with an adult black belt, easy. Yeah, but I can't keep having them fights. Like I, I can't. Like I couldn't. You know, if I got six or seven fights or eight fights in a tournament, like. Like, yeah. you'll see it. You'll yeah. see it then, yeah. which is under understandable. Our whole argument of, like, levels to the game. There's yeah. always more levels, right? Yeah. And I think some people who've had the opportunity to fight with some of, like, the supreme guys, should we say like that, who said that 
like I don't know locally they're like the best black belt in the area had the chance to roll with like Craig Jones for example and just have felt like a child all of a sudden and it's just like again yeah. like it's nothing to discredit them it's not to say that their jiu-jitsu is a fraud type thing yeah but these are the guys at the top of the level and that's all they yeah. just that they're doing it three times a day for it's, I think Ricky Welsey went into this in terms of that compounding effect of like him th training three times a day over a year is yeah. potentially going to be the equivalent of like potentially obviously three years and then from there oh, like it how old is he he did say I, I, uh, he's in his masters again so I want to say he fought, he fought Dafty Dafty's old uh, I can't remember I'll have to back three but I think I think Dafty fought him master two yeah I think it was master two but um so he must be in his yeah because I like, you think oh yeah I train three times a day but like at this age now it's, it's hard to you know mm. to, to train like, like you know especially for guys who've got jobs and stuff like that um so now, training more doesn't necessarily do you, do your body any good. No. As, as in, like, yeah, do your jiu-jitsu good, but your, your body, so... But I think so he's in that competition, like, surfing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, he's, he to, yeah, and he's, so yeah, he he's paid to. for it, and he, yeah, like, you know, he's, so, he's, Whereas if it's a hobby of sort of things, it's then kind of saying, Yeah, he's got a good... Uh, Nah, that's cool. He's got a good setup, there, haven't he? Oh, definitely. And all the army boys have, to be honest with you. Yeah, they have to work their asses off for it yeah. as well, which is cool. Uh, yeah. Any questions for me, mate? Anything else at all? Anything you may? I always, I always talk obviously to you guys about everything. Have you got anything for me at all? Or no worries uh, if you don't. No. No. No, nothing. Any shout-outs to Sue? Uh, we've got one sponsor, which I don't like, but it is what it is. Any shout-outs to sponsors <laughs> and other people within the club that you want to get mentioned? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got a couple of sponsors. I shout out first, first things first. I, I obviously, this is, would be my dad at uh, A1 Survey Limited. He's sponsored me from the start. He's sponsored me even watching me lose, you know, like you know, throw, throwing money into it. and prob Probably had a belief for me in some sense, but... Ah, to see yourself and think, you know, so like amazing what he does for me, amazing what he does for that Rabina rugby team as well. Um, yeah, so massive shout out to him in the A1 survey. Uh, Battle Soap, obviously. The other ones, the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> Battle Soap, yeah, Vic. Vic, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what you would think with him, but he's been all right with me and he sounded, he's... Um, <laughs> that sound as well, chuck, chuck, Yeah, chucked <laughs> me out some stuff, but... Uh, a good one that I just picked up is, um, I, I don't know how you pronounce it, is uh, uh, Albi Albino, Albino and Preto. Yeah. Uh, they've just been just been hooked up with them guys. Uh, nice. So uh, thank you very much for that. Ash, Ash down in there with them. Uh, all the show you roll out. Um, cool, super cool guys. Awesome to be on board with them. Um, Charlie Mac, Mac Attack, Dave Ecker. Shout out to him, Charlie McDonald, for uh, giving good words for me towards them as well. And uh, yeah, it's just all falling in the right place. And Gar Gareth Dummer and the Polaris lot and uh, the Tommy Fight, obviously, for getting me on the Polaris. Uh, super grateful. Yeah, well, that's obviously happening yeah, a lot. And all oh, my God. guys here, G7, yeah. and Michelle, my missus, who puts up with everything. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. But, but like, she puts, up, she puts up with everything, so she, she should have gone at the top, really. We all know But she yeah, I'm just thinking of, I was thinking of sponsors then, yeah, so Michelle and all the family. Nice, mate. Well, uh, obviously, Polaris is in, what, in two weeks' time now? Two weeks tomorrow. Yeah, yeah two so weeks tomorrow. Cool. Uh, I won't be there in person. My producer will be there, so he'll be watching, obviously, down there and stuff. Uh, I just yeah, cool. think I prefer the comfort of my own home. <laughs> and I've also got a friend who's got a UFC fight pass. He's got a free link for me, so I'm like, right, I'll watch it on there. We'll make it more easier. <laughs> yeah. um, but looking forward to watching them out. I'm sure you're going to smash it and everything. But uh, great to have you on, mate, and just yeah. thanks for your time, awesome. man. Thank really you. appreciate awesome. it. Awesome to have you in. Thank you. Top man. Sweet. Happy with that? Yeah, it's good. Ah. Yeah, it's good. Are you uh, happy with it? Yeah, mate. Anything that you want to cut out or stop or anything like that? At all?